4: yo 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 welcome to another episode of this up there podcast i am your active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast first of all i want to say thank you for being here welcome to another episode we are grateful to be in the position we are in let's let's get into the show get the business out the way if you're listening to the audio adventure of this podcast and you want to show your support you head to patreon.com it's Up There Podcast. That's the only place the video will be at moving forward. We're behind a paywall with this so we can deal with the people that want to deal with us. We don't like to really play. You can find clips on FOGFO TV. We'll live there. We want to say salute to all the listeners from all around the world as our listenership is growing. Um, We've got a lot to talk about today. I want to get right into it. Today, we're going to talk about Boost and T.I., Um, their back and forth and and my thinking and how I feel. We're going to talk about Master P, Trail, Just Hilarious, that whole thing, and artists and executive relationship and business acumen, longevity in the game and all these different things. So we got so many things to talk about, right? I want to be clear on that, right? So first we're going to talk about Lil Boosie and T.I. For those of you that don't know, a clip surfaced of T.I., talking about an alleged snitching. Let's take a look at that video.
5: Not did not. I have not ever told any kind of information to any form of law enforcement Uh-oh. that can get any man, woman or child whether innocent or guilty, criminal or citizen that could get them any time for any crime. Say, look, if it say, sir, did, did, did you see such and such and such, do such and such and such? Oh, wait a minute. Only time. The only time. The only time. Mm. All right, so me and my cousin, too. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin, too. God rest his soul. Uh, we had... Uh, uh, a little hustle we were running. He had like freight trains and truckloads of Banana Republic and J. Crew, like white folk, like, you know, office clothes. Colin, Colin mm-hmm. the real police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so before we actually get on the spreadway, the real police pull us over. They pull us over. I have a gun. So, why are we going through the court process? <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, <clears throat> Listen, two
6: passed away. P mm-hmm. well,
5: two. Right. <laughs> and so we caught those gun cases. Two died, mm-hmm. and you know, my lawyer said, "Well, you know, I can make everything go away if it, if it was if it was two, if it was Tramiel's. and I had a talk with two.
3: And what two said?
5: Posthumously? Yeah, 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 yeah. After he had passed. After he had passed, I had a talk with him. What to say? To say, I take all the charges you got. Mm. If you could walk away free and put it on me, god damn right. Because mm. I'd be damned if they're going to come and motherfucking extradite me from here. <laughs> <laughs> they can come get me from here yeah. and serve me a warrant, they doing damn good. So is that so, what boys giving you shit about? Because you put it on. Nah, hell no. Nah, okay. Nah, nah. Don't nobody even know about that. I just volunteered. This <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody even know about that. I'm just being honest. I can honest. dig it. I can dig it. I'm just being honest. Yeah. That's the only time that mm. you. I done never said or gained no information about nobody because that's my cousin, my big cousin. Mm. He was dead, and he told me that it was okay. <laughs>
4: This clip resurfaced of T.I. from an old podcast. It made his social media rounds. And as I viewed the clip, I said he put himself in a very interesting situation. I know what it's like, though. See, when you do podcasts all the time, that's why I try to tell people, it ain't just easy as people make it look. When somebody's good at it, boy, there's some work involved in it, or we just natural with the conversation thing. And T.I. was hustling good with podcasts. He was hustling good. Right far as numbers, he had numbers he had people come and guess and he's able to sustain a conversation but the thing is you start overreaching at some point. See these cameras once you start doing this 40 weeks in a row now these cameras start to be so normal you're just having a conversation not even thinking this and I think he was embellishing when you pay attention to that clip you see a lot of pauses you see him damn near creating this as he's going. And he bagged himself into a weird corner. And so Tip never came out and defended. Here's the thing, just like with me speaking about Joe and Nori, when a certain voice comes out and speak about something, now you be like, right, I got to defend that. So after this came out and sold me, it went to all the blogs. Tip didn't say nothing. But now you insert Charleston White and you change this, in my opinion. And we're going to get to my narrative about that. So now Boosie goes to where he does his, his biggest views that over with Vlad. And the first thing he does, he speaks about the T.I. thing. Vlad brings it up. Let's take a look at that.
7: Some interviews back, I brought up Terrence Gangster Williams. Yeah. And we talked about how he cooperated on some of his friends. How you think, how you think, Vlad, stop
8: making that law. You don't know if he did that to get out of jail.
7: Okay, fair enough. We don't know that. Do we? Have you saw paperwork? I've seen some paperwork.
8: I haven't seen paperwork. How do you know that?
7: There's been a lot of paperwork that's been floating around.
8: How do you know that? Okay, well, look,
7: okay, so, well, regardless of what happened, exactly, I brought up the situation to you a few interviews ago, and I said, look, Terrence Williams cooperated on some of his dead friends on some murders, and that, in turn, allowed him to get out earlier.
4: Oh, and I also gave him some murders, uh,
7: You know that shit leave with.
8: It hurt me. They hear that.
7: The cast that came out with your man Ti. Our last interview, there's a a podcast that came out with your man Ti. Yeah. And he talked about a somewhat similar situation. He said that him and his cousin ended up catching a gun case. His cousin died, and he cooperated against his dead cousin and made that gun case go away. So all through the comments, when that came out, was, hey.
4: For the life of me, I really don't, I understand from a podcast perspective, but everything you've built up, you know, the only thing that can tear that down is these kind of allegations. Certain things can tear that down within the blink of an eye. Everything that y'all need to be standing on, right? And so to play with that and flirt with that, was, that's just a weird place, man. Let's pay attention.
7: Terrence, how does he feel about the situation with T.I.?
8: Well, I feel like the situation with Terrence, I don't even know if that's that's true, because I got people won't come to Vlad TV and talk to you about Terrence. OK, but so I don't know if that's true with the T.I. situation. If he did that, you're a fucking rat, too. I don't spare no motherfucking body, because if you if you if you're doing anything wrong, you're doing anything criminal wise and you cooperate with law enforcement. To get you out of trouble. That means you're a and that means you're a rat. But I'm going to tell you like this. When I saw that, I think T.I. fucking lying. I think he went up there and just got the fucking talking. You think something happened at 17, years, 18 years old, right? You going to hold, how vocal he is, I've been around this, you going to hold that in all them damn time? All this damn time for 20-something years, you going to hold that in and it finally
4: came out? Why? Why admit to that though?
8: Why admit to the after? Like, bro,
4: I, I, bro, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So I don't know, tip. But if I just look at what Boos is saying, it basically sounds like he's saying, hold on, he really be talking too much to hold it for that long." Like I know him; he really be yapping. Like you know, see, you get paid for yapping too now. All podcasts. That's what. That's what this is. So you get a glimpse as. To what Boosie think, like, man, look, I'd come to the conclusion, dude lying because I know him, and he be talking. All these interviews he done done, all these podcasts he done done. He ain't never said nothing about this. He was just reaching that day. But if he did cooperate, he a rat. And so I know at some point Tip is going to get upset because that's his home, boy. He should have reached out to him, paperwork and all this and that. But damn using your words against you though it ain't like he come up with nothing from the haters or come from somebody from the outside now he could have called you i agree with that but he you really can't hold a n- you say you gay i got to say man you know bro gay and gay now like you said you gay i ain't trying to experience that with you home i ain't trying to get you to tell on me to say i know firsthand he a snitch home said hey, out of his mouth though that's why your tongue is powerful. You don't confuse these people. And you insert Charleston White. Charleston White, to me, put them guys against the wall. Where he was like, boosted hard on gonna say something about all these snitches, but won't say nothing about T.I. And he drove that wedge through, and Vlad capitalized on that wedge. Let's pay attention. This is what I'm saying. T.I., he's saying this happened
8: in the early in his career. Right. Like, when all this was going around with the, with the, with the, with the shit, what they said he
7: on the, uh. When he got busted with the guns.
8: With the, uh, no, the video when he was doing it for the, um, the video, man, the Crime Stoppers. Sh-
7: oh, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, well, like I said, he got busted with a bunch of guns and he ended up getting a deal which involved him doing Crime Stopper commercials.
8: Uh, bro, I just feel like for me t- talking and vibing with this man, I don't feel like he could have held that in for f- all these years. I, you just wake basically, just come out and say some sh- like that. Like I that don't know, shit was man. look. Like, and then, like I'm like, why the he f- say that when we got a fucking album finna come out? Okay, like it was like, bro. I, f-
7: okay, so is that album coming out? No. Oh. So you have a finished album with T.I. that's not coming out? No, because it ruined everything. Because
8: of that. It ruined everything. I woke up with my motherfucking phone, everything full. Like, Boosie, you cannot do an album. Boosie, my real fans, like, Boosie, you the last one left. They like, you cannot put this album out. Like, you know, my uncle OG called me. Like, Boosie? Like, go hey go <laughs> what you gonna hey look that album ain't my uncle called me. that album ain't coming up huh? he told I'm, you that Yo, my uncle's og yeah.
4: 61 there's a lot to unpack pack with this here's the trick with charleston white and these guys let me explain it to you these guys fall into charleston white trick right what he does he is he antagonizes them And he makes them, he puts them in a position where he goes on a somewhat media run with a narrative, right? So if you ignore me, I'm going to make your fans bother you. Like, I'm done talking about it and people still in your comments on it because I done went on this media run on all different sides of the country. Doing interviews on all different sides of the country about Ti. And, and Boosie and how Boosie ain't said nothing to TI and he supposed to be the last one left. See, I go and I'm creating a net all around the country, all these different platforms, getting paid to do it. And no matter what Boosie says in response, we come from where you are smart enough to find something out of to pick at. So I know whatever Boosie said, it ain't good enough for Charleston White because he creates his media runs off this, right? And I know Charles, and so I, I I can just peep the game that he putting down. And so when he has effectively created a narrative about Boosie not standing on business because Boosie supposed to be so hard on rats and ain't said nothing about T.I. ratting. First, he was on the Crime Stopper thing. That this video right here, he just doubled and tripled down and went on another media run about it, right? And so... So he effectively drives a wedge in between those two people and Vlad capitalizes off that and asked the, the question that again is on the internet floating around. But if you pay attention see Vlad is a he been doing it for a while pay attention. How he titled the video he didn't say Boosie goes off on T.I. He said Boosie goes off. He put indication that that's the end of that. Then he said speaks on T.I. So it may still read like Boosie goes off on T.I., but when it's time to hold him accountable, he can say, I never even put Boosie goes off on T.I. He's checking his traps. He ain't making, he's trying to make sure that I'm clear, but I'm still capitalizing on what narratives are set and the questions that these people want me to ask. Boosie been on all kinds of platforms could address that. He, he be holding that kind of shit for Vlad. That's his guy, and Vlad probably pay him good. So It's business. Like, hey, I'm going to come here and talk about that. This is where I do the biggest numbers at. I get the most views, right? So I'm I'm reserved to this platform to do these kind of things and address these narratives that's attached to my name. But where this gets slippery is, again, T.I. ignores Shade Room posting it, academics posting it, everybody posting he ignored it. When Boosie said something, he had to respond. Because now Boosie tapped into a certain kind of person out there, and he calling them a rat. And so now they go to the paperwork thing and say, well, you ain't got paperwork. And then Tip responds with this tweet. He said, yeah, I don't know if it's you or your OG uncle that need to see it, but I got my paperwork ready to show. Pull up my number the same, my address the same, my To get on the net and speak on some shit you never spoke to me about is leaving me to believe that you been hiding that in your heart the whole time. Never speak certain disrespect on your name, reputation by the if, homie. The convict code say, "When in doubt, pull the paperwork out." And if you ain't did that, shut up. Emoji. Now, I don't know what type of time you on, but I say again, if it was a question of confusion about anything I said, you could have called and asked. So you can report back and tell your OG, or you could have pulled up and checked the black and white like I'm offering now. Either way, though, my I ain't bound to no opinion of me, cause what they think. Would never overrule what I know. So don't wonder no more, homie. Answer if. Pull up and report back to the rest of these men who opinion matter so much to you. Because I can give a fuck about what no n think about me. The tail should never wag the dog. Leadership leads with facts and stats. We don't follow no fantasy land shit. Remember that. And I ain't bending my knees for nothing and fearing nothing but God. So come and see what you're speaking about. So next time you can speak intelligently and he tagged boosie i expected more from you this ain't solid obviously i thought we was something we wasn't i don't think i'm tripping that charleston white got a lot to do with that because i think boosie could have ignored it if it didn't get loud enough but charleston again he they forced him outside of the algorithm right so they forced him to go create algorithm with other people's channels Right. And so they put him in a position where he can literally create a narrative. If he starts saying something, go on all these little YouTube channels, maybe lower his rate twenty five hundred, lower his rate five thousand or something. And get more bookers and just run with this narrative on all these different platforms and be making good points. That's why I say it's so easy for somebody like one of us that have conversation to just. You know you know what I'm saying? It's just an easy thing if you come from this right here. Boosie still hasn't responded. T.I. then goes on the podcast to speak about it. How would you feel? How how how, how am I supposed to feel when I know don't call me and then he get online and say I'm a rat, but he using my words against me? That's where it gets slippery. It's just like if Tom Brady come out and say I'm retiring and then ESPN start reporting, well, he retiring. It's like. Now he come out and say, Y'all, y'all gonna report I'm retiring like that without me filing my retirement? It's like, well, damn, I we kinda using what you said. Like people, you feel what I'm saying? That's where it gets slippery at. You know, I don't think this is need to be no real beef, but when you come out and it seemed like it's going where it shouldn't have went. It seemed like this might be going left. Know what I'm saying? It seemed like it might be going left. You know, your reputation is everything. You know, now put that mouse next to your name you know what you, you know everybody trying to get a mouse out the house everybody trying to get a little mice out the house you know what i'm saying you trying to get a rat out the house don't nobody want to live with rats it take a certain kind of individual to want to do that but ti went on this podcast and let's take a look at what he said about how he actually felt about boosting not hitting him up
9: <laughs> pretty interesting situation man you yeah. are the headline a kerfuffle a kerfuffle, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a kerfuffle. Hey, in an entanglement of instagram drama for yeah, sure yeah, yeah, um so yeah. you know for those of y'all who don't know what's going on mr mr harris here was for lack of better words called out is the parentheses word will you now
5: i not think that
9: it was not called that it was question question by Lil Boosie today. And the question is about this man's involvement of telling.
5: Yeah, cooperation. Uh, It was confusing because he and I have a relationship. Right. And uh, it's so many times, like when somebody had your phone number and your address and you know they could have called or pulled up
4: and you have like so many. Let me say this, and I didn't want to stop the video for this. But whoever this dude is, I guess it's the wrist trap. But you ain't got to put the logo on the guy, man. It's all good. They going to find the, like, bro, this this is like, this is ridiculous. You put the logo on the man, on the real video, like, they be reaching for this, bro. Make good content. This come. I promise you that. Let's listen.
5: Very, very important. Mutual acquaintances. It just baffled me as to how it ended up. It's more ways presume. to communicate than not communicate. I mean, the public internet route is crazy. Right. But that's, I guess, what prompted you to reach out to me to say, hey. What the f- is this? <laughs> <laughs> what the
10: is going on here? But I appreciate do we got that. Do action? Yeah,
5: man. I appreciate that, you know, and that's kind of what I would have expected from a person I have a real relationship with. Right. A phone call. Like, hey, bro, I got a question the about respect of. You did. I mean, so that made it. That made it wild, you know. Because y'all
9: did have that project coming out together, TV
5: shows, all kinds. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, hey, look, man, don't now one of us need the other one in order to get out here and make that shape. You see what I'm saying? So whatever we were doing, it was because we wanted to do it, right? Which you know, is neither here nor there. Um, But when you are standing on some solid. When you're standing on something solid, you got to make sure what you're standing on is actually solid. Right. If you put your reputation or relationship that's valuable on something that you aren't sure of and you speak on that publicly, what you're standing on ain't solid. And if it flimsy, then you are only as strong as this. It's, you're going to be held accountable. If. Yeah, and that's why I would confuse it to you. She me. never
9: said T.I. did do this. If
5: T.I. did this. It can't be said. But, but anyway, so it went from sounding like someone searching about something. Oh, excuse me, someone unsearching about something. Mm-hmm. Then they went to as though this is certainly what will happen right. on the other end of it.
4: So what he's saying is, and I, I, I peeped that too. What he's saying is is that literally four minutes before that when they was talking about gangster terrence gangster Williams, booster said do you know that so he wouldn't he wouldn't verify without the paperwork but then he went along to say tip hey yo you said it so so that's what he said in the same clip gangster williams you said don't hey, don't take him for his word that ain't really nothing we don't know we ain't saw the paperwork and then later on in that same clip you say Well, doll, he said it. That's all we need. If he did that, that's a rat. If he did that. And he did say if he did that, and I don't believe that. So, you know, it's a weird, it's like a tornado of shit happening over there. You got Charged and White in there, Gangsta Williams, T.I., Boosie, Vlad TV. It's like it's a mess of shit going on right there, so you can get lost in that. But I don't mind believing in You know, I tell y'all I believe threats you know only thing i don't believe is compliments but if you threaten me stuff like that i believe what you saying. ah man doing them say they with that or doing them say they broke or doing them say they got it whatever you say that's your business i ain't looking too far into it if it don't affect me you see what i'm saying so if you running around saying that it's a problem let's listen to a little more then they went back
5: to but i'm not certain i don't even think that it's and that, to me, I, I couldn't follow it. I couldn't make sense of it.
4: Yeah, because
9: it's the, if he is, you know, has done these if things. If he did, do I'm things.
5: going to do this. Right. But I don't think he did. I wouldn't have never put that out there like that about nobody who I had any kind of a relationship with. I'd have picked up the phone and said, hey, man, did you do this?
4: So Now, so, okay, so let's let's explain that. What he's saying is basically bullshit went from saying, If he did that, then he's a rat. But I don't think he done that. But the tape ain't coming out because he said that. It sounds like T.I. is trying to blur the lines where he trying to say that the tape ain't coming out because he done that. But it's a if he done that now that he's saying the tape ain't coming out because he said that to even say that the tape ain't coming out. Whether you've done that or not, I don't even believe you've done it. But because you said it, the tape can't come out. That's what I think he's saying. Let's listen to a little more, Tip.
9: In, in dealing in actuality of you guys' relationship, and dealing in what it actually is, would you expect him to know you better than that, to not even question it? Or would you just expect the courtesy of a phone call of a real n***, quote unquote? I have to say both.
5: Okay. I have to say both, which he kind of alluded to. Because being a real
4: n- Nah, I'm not going to say that, though, Tip. Like, I don't know. I can't even say that you and Booster relationship is you and Booster relationship. But I'm not really going to be able to say that, like, not even know. Like, don't nobody know each other in this industry? Like, unless you came in, the brothers you came in with, right? I can't really say one of, if one of y'all going to tell or not. And then that's Boosie. He have up, stood under that pressure now. He probably ain't just finna to hand that over to no nigga. You know what I'm saying? Just like, yo, here, man, yeah, nah, he definitely ain't going to tell Now, I don't know if he went through what I went through. If they had a life sentence on the table, I don't know what he'll do. Because I don't know what he'll do. And I ain't because you popular. Here's here's what I'm saying. Now, one of you rapping as athlete dudes, none of you dudes, your popularity ain't going to make me hand you real card. Reputation isn't handed to you, it's earned. Especially some of the things like when you do stand in this dark part of the world, right? That's the streets, it's a very dark corner of the world. But when you do operate outside of the law and you find yourself under those circumstances, it means the world to have pressure on your back and not crumble because everybody said, right? And so when we deal with somebody like Boosie who done been down that road, I don't think he's certain about tip not telling or none of these dudes not telling. I ain't even faced a life sentence and I ain't certain about now. One of these not telling I've been set up by somebody that I've helped for nine and 10 years. So it ain't no in between with that. It ain't no. Now I done blurred the lines. Anybody will go because it's self-preservation kick in. You see these dudes in interrogation room and what be happening. You dealing with self-preservation at the highest level. Know what I'm saying they're trying to just save they self I done not separate it from the tribe just I just need to save me at this point point. and I can't I can't say that you won't sacrifice saving you just for to be called a real one I just don't know how many people willing to do that and I'm not sure how smart that is but if you operate in that dark side of the world in that corner of the world that I've I'm going to keep my children out of because it's so ineffective down through there. But you do get some things out of there you won't find nowhere else. It's like one store in the world where it's like you go in there, boy, you're going to come out with some swag, some slang. You're going to come out with some understanding. Boy, you're going to come out with some flavor. You're going to come out seasoned in a way where it won't happen nowhere else in the world. But you're going to come out traumatized. You're going to come out needing therapy. You're going to come out damaged. You're going to come out of that fighting because you can't come out of that walking with your head up and just everything is sweet. So you come out of that darkness in a very unfortunate way. You see what I'm saying? And um, I just don't think bullshit or nobody's for certain about none of you dudes. I didn't hustle with you, dudes. I don't know what will happen with you dudes when the lights get cut off. I don't know what'll happen when they take you in that room by yourself and they got you separated from that bank account you love to brag about so much and that weed you love to smoke and that big comfortable bed you got and all these houses and radio stations dudes go to and shows and bad b- all surround. I don't know what y'all'll do and your popularity won't convince me of nothing else. Let's listen to a little more.
5: If you want facts, you want something real, then you come and ask real questions, get real answers. From a they, have person. A, they have a real understanding, right? And if you just throwing that shit like I don't know if it did or it didn't, but if and then and that kind of like that just stirring up the circus, right? And I wouldn't do that with nobody who I had no real relationship. With. So, do you
9: think he was more concerned about getting that click for that interview more so than actual maintaining the relationship
5: with a friend? One thing I ain't gonna do is I'm not gonna assume what nobody would do i'm only gonna look at the reality and of the actual what happened right right
9: um is there anything about that particular interview that made you obviously the whole thing is unsettling i haven't enough, seen it bro do you plan on watching it
5: nah why not i mean i got the gist of it i
9: mean you know, then, but then one can make the point that you watching the clip
5: man i ain't really watched that for real i, okay. I People called me and like, hey man, what's up with this? I'm like, man, I don't know. I ain't seen it. And I read like the headline, but I don't even... I don't want to give it too much energy to be honest with you. Right. But what I can do is address the facts.
2: Which uh, are?
5: Yeah, I mean, the, the for one, the conversation came from a conversation I was having on my platform, Expedition. Uh, and, and, and having a platform, you know, my job because I am not bound or restricted to nobody's opinion of me. My life don't change, no matter what you think of me, my life don't remain the same. Right. So I have the luxury uh, uh, or the ability to say things that other people might not say. I can offer some alternative perspective to the way things are being viewed by the majority. Right, open and up conversation. Open up the room. floor for conversation about taboo topics, free thinking. Right. So I have that that luxury and that's what I was doing because but it came from a conversation that my partner and I were having and that conversation was hey bro if me and you catch a case together and I die before you it's mine right it's mine He like nah I can't do that yes you can it's mine why don't why can't you right I don't understand it damn man can't go to jail I just don't understand it. right You understand? I mean and He said, nah, I can't do it. You know what I mean? He said, man, I can't really say nothing about anybody who do, but I can't do it. So off of that conversation, I created a set of circumstances. You know what I mean? And I thought that the embellishment was clear when I said I talked to my cousin and he
9: told me they didn't get the satire in the conversation. They didn't, they didn't get the change of infliction in voice. They didn't get the fact that you was
5: basically being man, sarcastic. Humor, sarcasm, satire. Right? You satire. Let's call it sarcasm. Boy, the boy. case was resolved because of a motion to suppress all evidence due to an illegal search and seizure. No need to point no finger, say nothing about nobody. My legal that situation shouldn't have happened exactly that's what that was the the argument that counts my counsel took to the judge the judge banged his gavel after hearing why they pulled us over
9: and the reason why i put it in such an elementary term is because again we do live in this age of the internet so as far as dealing with trap news network there'll never be rooms for well maybe maybe not
5: no this is what it's simply down to the nitty-gritty man to be honest with you people out there is just talking for the sake of talking it passed their time but take their mind off they off they world for a minute look man this is how it went down and at that point you got cl- orders of operation you got some clarity there right. now it's like the tail wagging the dog you know you the person who got access to the facts and you allowing the person with absolutely no access to the facts to lead you
4: for me, I still believe and stand by what I said. I think it was an onslaught of things. I think Charleston White played a role creating the narrative. And I think just online, shade Room, all these different places, they was very involved with this conversation. They didn't want to let him just, you know, I done heard worse on podcasts. Like, I, I hear a lot of shit on podcasts. You see some of these podcasters try to ride the LGBTQ plus community to get clicks. You see uh, people, you know, come out naked and all kind of right it's just everybody's doing something to try to entertain the audience especially when you do podcasting because you speak so much i can see both sides of this if i'm being honest because it's like yo if i am your homeboy you know i I would like a conversation from you but you don't put pressure on me out there in the public people see me with you locked in with you now that everybody's saying this to me you know the internet has affected everything bro Homeboys won't even call you no more. It's like, yo, it's out there in the public. I gotta say something out there, dog. This is how it is. T.I. didn't let it go though. When you pay attention to what's happening, T.I., this he feel away about this. He probably feel like us again. After that, Charleston come out in the tech booth again. Boy, you, you one of them kind of niggas it they get out on camera and talk about your home, boy. You just gonna talk about your people like that. You one of them kind of niggas, huh? You old suckerhead. Man, you got that man number been around his kids, been around his family. And a lot of people is under there saying, damn, that's true. Hey, go with that narrative again. So now when he go on these YouTube channels, they're going to say, well, Boosie came out and finally responded to T.I. How do you feel? And he going to go back into that, man, that n- shit that, that man been kicking with. Now he going to run with that for a while. You see what I'm saying? And um, it's a great hustle if you ask me because I thought they would lock him out. But he's figured out a way. But T.I. won't let this go. In my humble opinion, T.I. feels as if there's no way that I'm going to sit back and let that just fly under. Because me and this dude really had a relationship. In my opinion, it feels like he ain't he ain't just letting that ride like that. Let's take a look at something that he posted just six hours ago. I oh, don't
5: know if bruh know it or not. But bro need to be there looking around you. You don't need to be looking at me. You need to be looking around me. But anyway, don't take it from me. Hey, bro, who are you? I'm You said, for real, for real. Man, where you, what you rep, where you from, man? Right here, baby. You know what I'm saying? you? Hey, you ain't got no reason to really f- a fake lie got f- no fake. Have you ever got a check with my name yeah. or you? Do yeah, I pay nah. you? Yeah, nah. Oh, okay,
9: yeah, nah. okay. okay. We will do it with we'll TV.
5: Okay. What the first thing I said when I saw you today? You gave me your paperwork, and said here. I seen it, I read it, I seen what it
9: said. I was here to see it. I represent the streets. Know what I'm saying? So I was here to see it. I want to see it. I want to, to see what's going on. Know what I'm saying? And I so I feel like it's him and my, my, my relationship with him and
5: me
10: representing
5: the streets, I had to come see for myself. He there's a paperwork card, it's in, I
0: seen it, you know
5: what I'm saying? The legal surgery sees you, you know what I'm saying? Because I got this mixed, you know what I'm saying? So I seen the paperwork, you so know what I'm saying? Alrighty. Now, wait a minute, one more thing. All right, so with that being said, on convict rule, on convict rule, if you call or a
10: rent, and he got paperwork to prove otherwise what usually be
4: the consequence for that shout out to my brother parlay he right there talking to tip about this now again I, I i understand that you know what's happening but i want you to understand tip ain't letting this ride the metaverse is starting to affect the universe right so now people are coming up to him and boosie said man you know boosie got him walking around with paperwork he got a soon he see Paule here, man. Look at that shit, man. I know I already know you done saw what he did, all this shit. Shade Room didn't make him do that. None of these other platforms, when Boosie said something, it made him do that because Boosie is viewed in the light he's viewed in. The same way when I said something about Nori and Joe, Nori reached out to me. So Paule is bank head, right? He west side down there, and it's undisputed. So you get him next to you, and he get to talk about, it, like, you ain't got no reading a lot, do you? Pay attention.
5: You know what I'm saying? we i not, just saying, but like what is the, I'm saying like how that oh, sh- you You know what I'm saying? It's it's like it a cred, it traded, you know what I'm saying? And he get one. But it is a consequence. Oh, okay. You okay.
9: okay. can't bring, can't bring without, 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 without paper. Okay. You
8: know what I'm saying? Anytime you say anything
0: about anybody,
5: you gotta have paperwork, you know what I'm saying? Okay. What'd you say? What if you show a man paperwork and he still God damn now, man. Shit. That's a good question. The man asked, what if you come? All right, bro, give me a minute. All right, Dip, the man said, what if you show somebody paperwork? And they still
6: with the rat,
8: what
5: you call them? If they So if you show somebody paperwork, and the person who questioned my paperwork still with the person who won the paperwork you showed me. What do we do then? I got black and white, and and everything else is googlable. Everything else is googlable. And with that being said, last time I'm gonna address it. That time I'm going to dress it simply because, man, bro, the level of life that I'm looking to be on, bro, it don't, it don't involve none of that nonsense. So at the end of the day, and, and, and to be honest with you, all you need questioning about what my motherfucking involvement is. I'm not doing no crime with y'all. You need to question the around you. I don't say I'm, no, I'm not doing no crime no more. That question of that you got the authorization to check can't check me. Anyway, hey man, number love respect.
10: So
4: now this is turned into an internet battle. This is turned into we gonna talk to each other on the internet. Boost ain't gonna say nothing cause he hustling. So he gonna wait till I get back on Vlad and then Vlad gonna ask him again. So Ti responded to our last video when you went out and he gonna. I think that was. Right. That's what's going. Right. So he ain't going to say nothing. He ain't going to tweet nothing. It ain't, going to, it ain't going to be nothing. He going to respond when he get back on Vlad. Really, that's going to make Vlad cut him another check. Vlad probably speed up a couple of them, cut him another check in the next sixty days, 45 days. Because I know Vlad got in his contracts that, listen, after you come here, man, try not to speak no for a minute. You know, we try to create that value in his pocket. That's why I respected what P and Baby did for me so much. I dropped my interview five, six days before anybody had a little baby interview. So it had no choice but to put me in position. It wasn't even no competition out there. You see what I'm saying? That was such a blessing. That's why I'm indebted to them for life. But Vlad utilizes that business structure to try to say, listen, let's create the value On this side and create an understanding that when he comes sit with Vlad, it's going to be dynamic, it's going to be fulfilling, and it's going to be long-lasting. But I wanted to take a look at that. Again, it's getting messy. We'll probably report on it next week just to see what else is unfolded. I want to talk about this Master P and Fat Trail, but before I get into that, I want to ask, what do you do when all you know is no longer working? What do you do when all you know is no longer working? I've been involved in things that's taught me lessons that you can't get inside a classroom. I always say there's a place for the Guinness Book of World Records. It carves out a special corner in the world that keeps track of unique ability. And whether you're an athlete a rapper an entrepreneur, if you got on messing with crypto, if you got on washing cars, if you got on cutting hair, if you got on picking up trash, if you got on podcasting, if you got on scamming, however you got on. And before we get into this masterpiece conversation, I want to just ask people, can you build something that can withstand the test of time? Because time will test it. You have to know how to build something that can stand the test of time. Because there's a guarantee that time will test it. Everything won't stay hot and everything won't stay cold. Everything won't stay good and everything won't stay bad. Every dog has his day, right? So you got to be in position to be ready for the pass and looking to get in your favorite spot for a high percentage shot. So if you sell furniture right at text time, you got to load up. And know how to do marketing and run a hell of a sale and figure out how to get these ads converting and traveling. You got to add some ingredients, man, into this. Far too many times people want something for nothing. I don't give out something for nothing. I laugh at people because you ask them, man, can these dudes mess with you? And they say no. Everybody say no. Man, he can't mess with me. They ain't even two layers deep with their information. You ask them why, they don't know. Why you think you the greatest? They don't know what took Kobe to be the greatest. What it take LeBron to be the greatest? What it took Kevin Durant? What it take Steph? What it took Tom Brady? Do you know? They don't even know. But I'm the best. They don't even know if they are capable of what it takes. They ain't even did the research. But we kept the files. We stand on the backs of great men, so we kept the files. I was telling the homie the other day. Sometimes I shy away from therapy. I'm open to the information, but. Sometimes the way that they're calibrating me can cost me my life. Oftentimes they don't have people that can relate to what it takes for us to survive. That's why even with rich people, famous people, how you going to tell me how to operate when you ain't encountered the things I've encountered? The information sounds good. Just sit me down and give me information, but don't try to tailor make it like you are the one that can delegate the way that I handle things in my life. I'm uncomfortable with that. Unless I'm for sure you've been through it. And that's what makes this Master P conversation very important. But we must learn that going through it ain't, ain't good enough if you ain't getting nothing from it. And so when we look at you, when it all falls down, we want to know what you got from it, what you get from it. I'm intrigued by what you got from it. I'm looking to interview people that fail too. We ain't just interviewing the people that's at the top of the chain. What you get from it? Is more important than the money to me. Did it do anything to you? Did it change you in any way? Did you adopt any standards that you shouldn't have adopted? Did you switch up on your traditions? Last week I spoke about the fruits of your labor, and how there's a lot of people in our industry and in our culture that's made their mind up and put their flag in the ground and put their backs against the wall and went and got some money and saved their family. But they've left no information. By no means hear me saying this and say you give a grown man money. That's not the question. I'm telling you, information. And this is what makes masterpiece so important. He was one of the first people with that kind of bag. The two or $300 million kind of plate. So we need to hear from him. But we need to hear the truth from him. I was just with P down there, Rap snack. Shout out James. Shout out everybody involved. Me, Bag, E40, Romeo, Merlin, James, Meek. It was a Wallow. It was all kind of people down there. And so I I had the panel and I didn't get into some of these questions. And I really feel bad about it because I do have some questions. I got a high level of respect for P and he's from the South. And so I give him grace as an elder. When I sit and talk to P. I want some information talk. The entrepreneur and the product talk. I want to know about taxes. I want to talk about accounting. I want to talk about returns. I want to talk about the ROI on things and, and why is this common thread of people that you say misrepresent what happens in that time with you or is there a misunderstanding with your information that was presented to them versus what they got? I don't know, but I know it's a lot of information in P brain because Pete been there, Pete done it, but it just seemed like he on defense. In the same way that the internet affected T.I. Boosie and that, that narrative get created, I think Master P is fully aware of the narrative that's created. Every time he talks, He defends the narrative online. And so that gives me a glimpse into where he spends his time or what's being said to him or how things are being installed into his infrastructure, how people are telling him that, man, they saying, you broke, man. Dude and said you stole from him. So let's get to what we're talking about. Fat Trail came out and sat with Adam22. Shout out, Adam. And he had a conversation about why he no longer messes with Master P. Let's take a listen to that conversation.
10: So we whispering and shit. So he connected call. He like, yo. I'm like, yeah. And then Master P started talking. I'm like, this really Master P you know what I'm saying? So boom, he like, Yo, I'm shooting a movie. I think he was trying to buy the rights to film Minister to Society too. Mm. And um he was like, I want you to be in it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, All right, bet. So I'm like, I'm young shit, like Acting, like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, like not, yeah. acting wasn't even on my radar. I'm still trying to come up as a rapper, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, bet. So he like, um, yeah, man, I want I'm, you know who Alley Boy is? I'm like, Yeah, I heard of Alley Boy, he from Atlanta. I don't know him personally, never met him, but yeah, I heard him. He was like, All right, bet. I want I want you and him to um come to California and let's sit down and have some meetings about this movie. I'm like, Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? So we fly to Cali. We get our shit together Probably like two weeks later We fly to Cali And um When we land Master P had a video shoot He's shooting a video At some mansion and shit So Okay cool We sit down We start chopping it up About the movie And um he was like, this is what I want to do. This is the role I want you to play. Uh, the scripts are nothing that's not written up. Uh, cool. I'm like, yeah, this music's in my ears. In the back of my mind, he don't know how happy I am, but I'm playing a cool, humble. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. You know, but in the back of my mind, I'm like,
3: yeah. Man, this is society, too. Sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah.
10: Yeah, so I'm like, okay, cool. So he was like, look, I'm going to need you to move out here. So I'm like looking at my manager like, what? He was like, yeah, just, you know, like a year or two i'm like all right and you know i don't know i'm young man i'm like 22 23 at the time i don't know nothing about the cost of living all that grown-up ain't even in my mind i'm like all right so i'm like whatever so he was like look we gonna be paying i'm I'm gonna give you x amount of dollars a month i'm like okay cool you know what i'm saying um but when i moved there bro the movie never got brought up and so you know, me and Ali Boy, we rap. Master P is a rapper, so the natural place for us to always meet up at is at the studio. Outside of going out to eat and all that sh- we always met up at the studio, and we had talked and had conversations, but Ali Boy at the time was signed to Atlantic. I specifically remember us sitting in the house and his videos had come on on MCB Jams. Like, Ali Boy, was lit at that time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a deal. I'm independent. I don't have a deal. You know what I'm saying? So um alley boy was really cool with the situation and i always thought like i felt like we was recording too much music because i'm like we here for the movie bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i've been living here for about seven months i haven't started an acting class we no longer spoke about the scripts the movie never ever came up and um you know we doing video shoots and photo shoots and we got shirts pressed up that say louis v mob and he calling us the louis v mob and you know, outside of the money that he was paying me monthly, I was receiving nothing for all the music I'm putting out. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and he always used to sit around outside of us having fun and all that. He used to always sit around and was like, I just feel like something ain't right about this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm a 90s baby. I grew up on Wayne, Gucci, and Ross. Those is the main three rappers I listened to over and over and over growing up as a kid. I'm not from the era where I was a fan of Master P, so it was always business with me. My manager was a—at that time, he was a super fan of Master P. A lot of things he seen, he let slide because he was a fan. Mm. And I was like—you know, I respect him as a businessman, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not a fan of his art, so I don't view him the same. I'm looking at him as a business— Technically, we're not doing the business that we were supposed to be here. Businessman, clothing company, he played in a couple NBA games, a lot of movies, sold millions of records. I respect him for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would have respected it if, if he said, hey, you know, I want to shoot a movie and I want to, like, create a group with like, me, you, and Alley Boy, I would have thought about it. Like, you know, that would have been a thought, but he never said that. And so... We doing all these shows and shit, and he was doing shows. that I, I think he did, like, A3C in Austin, where he headlined it. And, like, we performed a lot on that show. We didn't receive nothing. I ain't say nothing. In the back of my mind, I wanted to, but I ain't say nothing. And then the last straw was, like, Black had showed me that one of those albums was on iTunes. It was, you know, this was before Apple Music and Spotify and all that. Like, the album was for sale on iTunes. Mm. And... Alley Boy got a deal, so I'm like, Alley, you know about this? And he was like, Nah, I ain't know about it. But shit, fuck it, we on an album with Master P. And I'm not salting Alley Boy down in no way, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that Alley Boy was getting money. He was booked heavily. Um, he, like I said, we used to sit down and he would pop up on the TV screen. Like, he was lit at that time. <laughs> I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career, and I felt like I was kind of sort of wasting time out here doing this, you know what I'm saying? And then when I seen he put the album up without paperwork or without me getting anything from it, I just felt like that was wrong. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so there yeah, at that time and I was trying to do something else. I believe Sosa had just got his deal with Interscope. Mm. And I was looking for a deal, you know, or a large lump sum of money where I could take care of my family and be put into a situation where I can work and show how great of an artist I can be. And I felt like that that situation wasn't providing me with that. And then when I left, I seen he had done an interview with, like, the Breakfast Club or something. I can't remember who it was. And they, it was him at Audible. And I was like, yo, what Fetrell at? And he was like, um, Master P said something like, you know, Fetrell, man, he didn't have any patience, you know. He didn't believe in what I had going on. And, you know, he was just trying to get a deal. Like, Fetrell just trying to sign a deal so he could get some money. And I looked at that like that was a form of disrespect, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And— um. I ain't called his phone enough, and I ain't had no conversation with him or nothing because I've been around P, and I know what type of person he really is. And you know, if 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 I respected him as a man, I would have felt some type of way about it. But me knowing what type of person, like being around him and knowing what type of nigga he is, I was just like, I just let it slide. Like that, shit, you know what I'm saying? He ain't, it ain't it ain't that serious. And even though he lied, he lied to their faces. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because. We were never, it was, There was never supposed to be a Louis V. mob. We was never supposed to record a single record together.
4: As you hear Fat Trail speak, you hear him talk about being a fan. And sometimes you can be a fan of somebody and just be like, man, damn, dawg, that's woo-doo-woo. Standing next to him, that's an accomplishment for me. And I think you got to ignore that. I think it's natural for that to happen because you naturally grow up to some of these people and that are soundtracked soundtrack to your lives. You got to know that's a natural human behavior and know how to ignore that. Be like, nah, but I still, I done put a lot of work in or I'm willing to put work in or I know how far I'm willing to go. I know I won't fail because I'm going to do everything I need to do and get up early about it or go to sleep late about it if I need to and to I'm able to take a vacation and get a villa and get with a video vixen and do some things that don't need to be seen unless it's behind a paywall. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm going to get to that point, but for for right now, I know I got to work, 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 work to try to get out of the situation I was placed in, right? So for some of us, we don't view it that way, and sometimes we want to cheat the system. So we say, man, if I get next to him, I cheat all of that hard work he did. And sometimes it is a trampoline, but you got to look at how many people have bounced up off of him. How many people have he put on? I always talk about the fruits of your labor is different than the fruits of your leadership. You see what I'm saying? And so P went on, on the podcast, I think it's Ryan Daniels, and he went and spoke about it. Let's take a look.
11: Doing Bro, I done try to help so many people that I'm like, okay, they going on with their life, they, like, they going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, oh, well, P, like, so this is the problem that we live in now, right? And that's why I got into the product game. I said product outweighs talent. Mm. Product don't talk back. Product is oh, not going. I want pro- you to know, I, I said this is my words. I uh, say get you something that don't talk back. Yeah, because think about it. Product. Ain't gonna take your money and go to strip club and spend it in and go in the end and get then be mad with at you. you. Like <laughs> y'all need some more money. No, no, no. A product ain't gonna do like, that. Uh, uh, a product ain't gonna go and talk about you nope. to somebody. you're the only person that gave them Remember, yeah. I had an auntie. I brought our house. <laughs> that doing that. I cut them all quick. For exactly. real. I cut them quick, y'all. Because I, I because I'm like I be like because I'm thinking like when you skid on I'm like why are you even like dog
5: do you know like you've done more than any of them have done like you. I can't think of one person, and if you could think of I can't think of one person that took more people on the ride than
11: you did. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, the roller coaster go up and
4: it come down. See, it's a a hell of a thing, right? Because that don't mean nothing, taking me on the ride. Tell me where to go get the tickets. I got some folks that want me to take them on the ride. I got four need to be took on the ride. You keep talking about you took me. I got people that need. So tell me where to get the tickets from. Just don't hand me one ticket for one ride. One person. Like I ain't got family. And so this is that industry talk. And I got a lot of respect for all these guys, but I need them to understand how it's being received. It's like, yo, taking me on the ride ain't enough. What do that mean? What do taking me on the ride mean for the sake of conversation? What does that mean? You took me on the ride. Like, I ain't nobody child or nobody, you know, daughter no shit like that. You don't take me on the ride. You show me where they get the tickets at. Respect the fact I got family too, right? So so there's there's something that's happening there, right, where it's people on the other side like, man, I'm trusting you. I'm getting on the ride with you, but I'm trusting that when I get off this ride, we walk back around to where you got the tickets at. And somewhere along the lines, people who understand where to get the tickets from, they disconnected from that process. They think, well, I took you on the ride. You didn't get nothing from it. it ain't my fault. The people didn't pick you. You see what I'm saying? And so there's a there's some gray area there because there's some truth to that as well. It's like, yo, we can't force the market to react to you, period, behind that. But show me how you hustling with the with like me that ain't making nothing in case I find a. An- they do make some. I can do what you was trying to do with me that didn't work. It's just game on top of game. But you got to be able to pick that up, too. You don't got time to just be explaining. Explain. You got to be able to pick game up as it's being executed. You got to know demonstration in progress and pick some of that up. You can't be slow. Slow feet don't eat.
11: A lot of them ain't prepared for it to go down. Yeah. So, me, I don't care. When you got God, God going to keep blessing you. Yeah. He keep blessing me. Yeah. whenever it go down I come right back up exactly because I know that he I think sometimes he want to get them people out of them seasons in your life say that and so again so if everything go good they not going to leave because yeah. you not going to even see it you trying to bless somebody that don't even deserve to bless it yeah. and so that's when I look at these artists I'm like how could an artist be mad with me let me tell y'all what my and I want all y'all to know this this is what my motto was if you don't want to be with me I don't want to be with you it's yeah. almost like in a relationship yep. I ain't trying to hold you back yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so a lot of these artists go back and check. Whenever they say they didn't want to be with No Limit or they figure that they could go and move on, I tell their up. Mm. I ain't took no money from them. Yeah. I let them go. Mm.
2: So you I got have no money. But I'm going to tell
11: y'all why. And some of them I didn't even sign contracts with. So I let them go. Sign, mm. Think about this, y'all. I got artists right now. That's what I call ungratefulness. If 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 you moved on 10 Of fifteen or twenty years after me, why are you talking about me? Why are we still like, like I forgot, I forgot the money I lost. I I forgot about y'all. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like I'm the only thing you can talk. That sounds like, like, that sounds like you a woman that had a good man (laughs) that you ain't got him no more. You went got a bad man now. You like, damn, I wish I had. You mad at him? You Uh mad at you because you him? Yeah, yeah. And so if you look at it right, who y'all know in this business allow people to go sign with other companies? But they never talk about those other companies after they moved on. They still talking about me. Yeah. That make me feel good. Like damn. <laughs> gotta be doing They're something. Still right? thinking about me. No, but you, you probably was the best time of their life. After seven years, you shouldn't be allowed to go on no <laughs> podcast <laughs> and talk about nobody. <laughs> Think about it. It's a statute of limitation. <laughs> like, please, if, if you ain't been around that person in over seven years, yes. please, you, you don't even deserve to talk about them. Exactly. Don't him. You don't know no more. You don't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like especially if. You done been in and out of jail. Yeah. Man, let me tell y'all something. I done got dudes in and out of jail. Took care of Yeah. Took care of their mamas. Yeah. Right. Was, was, was trying Think trying about you. it. Yes. But then, let me tell y'all something. The thing is, right? I don't even mind the haters. I love them. They motivate me because right. they wave far distance. The part that tripped me out, the ones that be in your circle.
4: And so when you see him say something like that, you see that Romeo had reached out to trail and was like yo i'm with you bro he got over on me and some things like that so he kind of was sided with fat trail on that you know and as i see people say things about p and, and and the respect i got for him and what he done he taught me hustling ain't enough Master P single-handedly taught me hustling is not enough just just being able to rack up two, three hundred million and drop a hour midweek and do what ain't never been done, that ain't enough. If you ain't got no information to go with that, you're gonna fumble the ball. Just cause you hit the hole and you and you get some yards, you think you gone. now you gotta score with this here. You gotta secure this in the long term, not just in the interim. And so what'll happen is they'll let you rack that money up and then pencil whoop you, beat you with the information. And so when people look at P, he got to understand, they looking like, did you withstand the wind, though? They Everybody asking, though. We know you got it up there. We know you lifted 350, 400 in the gym, but did it break your back when you went home? It Did it do something to you that you irreversible damage to you? Did you make it after that? Right? So everybody looking because you got to build something that can withstand the wind. It's going to be strong wind when you get up to $200 a million. $100 million happening. It's strong wind trying to take that lawsuits, tax information, baby mama drama, alimony, child support. Man, it's all kind of trickery. Insurance, bonding, S-Corp, accounting, lawyers, operational budget. It's all kind of shit happening. Did you build something that withstood that? That's what made his name seep out of them conversations. Because if you think about it, everybody else just mentioned when you deal with P, Baby, J, Diddy, TDE, QC, all those labels are the new era. But I'm talking about that, those founding fathers of it. When you deal with all of them, we look at them and say a lot of them built something that withstand the wind and the storm and the rain. Because all y'all might have been doing skeptical business in the 90s. But did you last long enough to come back around the corner and get most of that back right? Everybody that had something on baby name, he come out every time and say, I done paid everybody. And you don't, in my opinion, you don't really talk like that when you got receipts that say otherwise. You talk like that knowing that you done came back around. Diddy got enough he done came. Jay, all these dudes done came back around and either gave these guys' jaws, millions of dollars, put them in some kind of position, and everybody looking at Pete, did you build something that withstand the wind, though? He got to understand that we know you're a hustling motherfucker, but you taught us hustling ain't enough just by viewing it. Did they whoop you with the pencil? Did they whoop you with the taxes, with the information? That's the question that we all be having. We can't never take away what he done. The blueprint he set, We'll never can't never take that away. But we know by example that everybody that's been able to hustle through the nineties and withstand and got a billion next to their name or high high three, four, five, six hundred million dollars, and they done produce dudes that's worth one, two fifty, they selves like they got a lot of fruits of their leadership. That's something I brought to the game. Difference between fruits of your labor and fruits of your leadership. I, I view fruits of your leadership. So as I see that, we look at P and we say, damn, did he build something to withstand the win over? We know he was hustling with all the greats. Yeah, nah, he was won we the league first. He was Dr. J. But did he get paid for it? That's how, that's how he need to understand that's what's happening. But we can't take his legendary status. But on the heels of that, Fat Trail responded. But before he responded, Jess Hilarious came out on The Breakfast Club. Shout out Breakfast Club. And she spoke about it. Like, yo, you know, I was in one of them movies when he was hustling in the 90s and early 2000s. I was in one of them movies. He got over on me, too. Let's take a look.
11: Talk about him.
1: I don't care if it was seven years, eleven years. You don't. If you did something I'm to me, you. and I have something to say,
11: I'ma say
8: it.
1: That's just what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you're not the only one out here being talked about. We have we got Diddy. People still talking about Diddy. we got right. people talking about Mace because what happened to him? they talked about like, Jay. He's now do- Jay. Mm-hmm. So many people. So you're not the only person. And basically, it all boils down to this. Fat Trell said that he was promised. By Master P, that he would be put in a Minister Society sequel that never came to fruition.
11: How can Master P do a Minister Society
1: sequel? He never even did the first one or the second one. Now, Master P said he never mentioned making a Minister Society sequel. He wanted to make a movie like Minister oh, Society. Okay, yeah. that makes he, sense. And he wanted Gucci Man to be in it, but Gucci was getting locked up all the time. Mm-hmm. But so, so he just was like, he put the idea to rest. But Fat Trow was like, yo, you still promised me to be in this movie or whatever. And so he was like, I don't want to be with you no more. Now, I see both sides. Um, Fat Trow, I get it. He like, look, yo, he, that was like a bit of a temper tantrum to me a mm-hmm. little bit. But I do believe him. I do believe that Master B, because that, that, that man will talk a good game to you. Like, even with me, I got the hookup. I'm still owed some bread for that. I'm not gonna still lie to you. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You know, what did I'm he saying? pay it at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first scene. Mm-hmm. And then um I, I did two scenes. He mm-hmm. thought because he used one scene, he ain't got paid for the second. No, I mm-hmm. stayed there did for thirteen scenes. hours to do two scenes. How much you owe you? But that's not how it works, so though. I thought you man, get paid for a movie. Don't you get paid for the whole no, movie? No, I, I do My scene when it's come to a skit movie like that. It's <laughs> what <laughs> you know, you know I got to hook up it was a long skit. It was now, a skit. It, was, yeah, it, was, it was a bunch of skits. How much you owe you? I like to charge fifty. 118000 per
4: skit. That was a long time ago, though. So your, then, your number done went up since then. Man,
1: though. it ain't been seven years, so I can still
11: talk <laughs> about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can still talk about this. I don't care. As soon as you give me the check, we'll be good, man. Oh, Just... so you
11: was charging him per skit for the movie?
1: Yeah, well, actually. Did, did he know that? Yeah, he knew. You. What you talking about? Oh. He signed on it. What you talking about? We, we signed back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So he owe you 15 racks. Yeah, I, I try. I hit Romeo. I hit everybody. <laughs> Romeo. You know? But they got their own problems, so it's a lot going on, you know? So, so I'm going to wait till it die down again. But Fat Trail, I, I get where he coming from. Okay.
4: So Master P went and posted this. As you see, if you're watching the video, this is a video of him, Adley Boy, and Fat Trail. He says, I'm, I'm only giving people opportunities. He's never forced an artist to make music or going to the studio it's sad that it's always us against us but i'm going to keep educating the ones that want to learn and grow and that everyone i cross path with i wish them success
11: i got my young shooters man alley boy Bad trail man. master p boss,
4: all boss. of it, we were ahead of our time that was 2013 alley boy real g i respect him to the end we didn't Pop back then, we didn't have a hit record. We only had street records that didn't cross over. I invested in this project, lost on it, and I still haven't been able to make money from streaming. That's one of the reasons why I got out of the music industry and into the product game. Product don't talk back. I love Jess Hilarious, and I know she was just cracking jokes, but she signed her contract and got paid what she was owed for I got to hook up too. But if she trying to squeeze me for another 10K, she got that. One thing about the truth, Can't be changed, and it would always come to the light. What they meant for harm, God will use for good. I'm going to keep doing the right thing. That's why bigger blessings keep coming. I wish Fat Trail the best, but it is old. none for me or my company. The only business we ever did was put out a free mixtape on Live Mixtapes in 2013, which is available for download for free today. I think Live Mixtapes did used to pay, if I'm not mistaken. It might be available for free, but YouTube is for free. It's millionaires over there. Let's be clear. Live mixtapes, world star. a lot of them was early on the ad game with a free site making millions of dollars. The game translated to where they paid with their eyeballs. We know that. So if you sent the millionaires a million over there to click that, it's some kind of money involved in that. I don't know who got it, but it's somewhere somebody being paid. I don't know where it trickled down to, but I need to say that for the youngsters, so they do know it's value in those transactions. Those are not empty opportunities. There's money involved in that. You see the business model with YouTube is free and they pay millions. There's a millionaires birthed over there, right? And it's free for you to get on there. Facebook free for you to get on there. They pay, right? It's it's Google. You can Google anything at any time. It's one they, they pay. Right. So you got to understand what's happening. Let's listen. We also put it on iTunes, which it didn't sell because you can get it for free from live mixtapes. That definitely makes sense. And I say, well, take it down. I covered the entire production costs, paid for flights and apart being rental cars that were trashed and damaged. So that's why he's saying I kept it up. I need to try to get whatever I can from it. I'm the only one that made a financial investment in this project and took a loss. I have receipts to prove it. Everyone that was around us at the time know the truth. Since then, he signed with Rick Ross and went to prison. That was over 10 years ago. Now y'all know the truth. Let's see the media sites go and have integrity and do the right thing. For the was hiding behind computers, enforcing fake news, I have just hilarious contract from five years ago. For I got to hook up to and a copy of the check, cash, and pay. She was joking about the second check that was never in a contract. That was narrative. They ran with a clickbait of headlines. Thank God for receipts. If he got receipts, that's wild. Numbers don't lie. Master P taught me that alley boy 580,000 and count go to live mixtapes. Remake Master P breaking out something on world star. Fat Trill put that up. So I guess that's the album that was out. Dropped in 2013. Let's see what Fat Trill had to
10: say. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, look. It's gonna be my um this is gonna be my last time addressing this shit, as far as that uh master P. I I just seen a little breakfast club with Charlemagne the God and um Jess, I believe her name is Jess, she's from Baltimore, right? Shout out to Jess. Um First of all, I ain't throw no temper tantrum. that's first of all. First of all, to address Master P, he talking about uh bringing his name up and all that. If you saw the No Jumper interview, Adam from No Jumper asked me. I remember a situation where you was dealing with Master P. Can you tell us about that? And all I did was tell the truth. I ain't had no temper tantrum or none of that. I didn't even bring Master P name up. We was doing an interview, he asked me about Master P and I told him the truth. That's first of all. Second of all, all I said was that I was there to do the movie. I wasn't there to make music with Master P. To have a song with Master P. To have a song with Master P. It's cool and all that. He a legend in the rap game. I respect that. I respect what he did. Uh, you know, music-wise, all the records he sold and all that. But I wasn't there to do music. All that. He talking about it should be a, a statue of limitations for niggas to talk about him and shit. I ain't had Master P on my mind. He asked me a question and I kept it hundred. If I'm gonna do an interview with a motherfucker, a motherfucker asked me a question. I'm gonna keep it 100 You know what I'm saying? But I like how Master P didn't address the fact that he put out music with me and Ali Boy on iTunes and he sold albums and he didn't do no contract no paperwork he didn't contact no lawyers or nothing and once again I was never a no limit artist we didn't sign no contract I wasn't in California to be a no limit artist or to do music with Master P I was out there to do a movie you know what I'm saying so all this temper tantrum but like I was saying um yeah, the nigga ain't never bring, P ain't bring up all that trying to sound fly, and all that, uh, yeah, you know, oh, I separate, you don't want to be with me no more, you don't want to be with me, I don't want to be with you, all that sh- sound fly to, to to somebody that's dumb, man. We wasn't out there to to do no music. Ollie Boy had already had a deal with Atlantic Records. Ollie Boy was shooting videos, his videos was on MTV, Jams, and all that when we used to chill in the crib. We wasn't out there to do no music with P. We was out there strictly for the movie. So I just kept it real with, with No jumping and told him how the whole thing, Master P, went down. And that's why a lot of people thought that I was a no limit artist, but I wasn't no, 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 no limit artist. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he put out albums with us on it and he sold that shit on iTunes and we didn't get paid. And I don't know if Ali Boy got paid. They never contacted my lawyers. What I don't like is the fact that a nigga try to sound sweet try to sound fly I'm talking about some it should be a statue of limitations how long We could talk about you you want talking about you man they asked me a question and I, and I answered the question you feel what I'm saying um and I like how all that out of all that flash you said you ain't addressed the fact that you put out music and 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 didn't do the proper paperwork and go about uh, about putting these albums out man you a businessman you know how that shit went i was a young you know what i'm saying and you know my manager my old manager let that go down and all that so it is, it is what it is though but at the end of the day i ain't tell no lie and as far as that hold on that get money I, oh i wanted to make a movie called get money you never uh communicated that to me you told me you was trying to buy the rights or somehow do the rights to minister society too or something i never knew nothing about gucci man or none of that ali no ain't cabin man
4: i also want to speak a little bit about this as well in this industry, there's a lot of middleman hustling just like in the street, right? And so when you go broke, your job automatically turns into middleman hustling. It's just part of it in the industry. And so what happens is when you get to a certain point and you middleman, I think it kind of reeks of desperation to people. And I also want to be clear, it's the difference between hustling and middleman. And as I talk to people, when they talk about P, they always bring up the Kodak Black situation. It's like, yo, you said you're going to help me. I sent the contract over, and then you sent the invoice. That sound like you hustling. That don't sound like you helping. And so when you start to blur those lines, ain't nobody mad at you. They just wondering do you got the money you saying you got right. And so I think that's what some of the question comes in that in regards to dealing with P. Um, it's just like me when I pull up at the gas station. Soon I see a nigga that immediately start trying to wipe my wonder pump. I know he. I know he needs something for that. Nah, he ain't just out there just because he generous. You see what I'm saying? And so if I ain't willing to pay, I'm stopping him. Hey, nah, don't wipe my wonder home. Nah, I don't need nobody pumping my gas. Don't wipe my wonder because I know what go with that. And even when you in New York and somebody try to stop you. It's game that they play when you in these other cities. Man, I like it. Had, oh, man, for real, yeah, you a fan. Yeah, nah, This ain't I ain't a fan. Let me tell you, man, I got this right here for sale. I've been trying to get this out, man. Look, I got this what I'm saying is, is hustle involved with interactions, right? Almost everywhere in the world. And when you position yourself as the help, and then you start to, it start to look like you hustling, right? See, helping and hustling, that's a thin line a lot of people is out there living on right now. Is you helping or hustling? Because I'm not sure what that is you doing over there. You see what I'm saying? And I think that Pete is one of those individuals. You can't take what he's done in the game, in the business. You can't take that from him. Um, but at the same time, I think there's some room for conversation um, in in regards to business practices and information and, and what happened. But here's the other thing. In this industry, you got to be prepared for all kind of things like that middleman, three, four people down the line plugging you with someone that's plugged in with somebody that's plugged in. And sometimes that shit can go and some other times it fall through. So in this industry, when you dealing with the people that's operating with money and they start to be skeptical, Hey, I ain't never mad at nobody if they worried about their money. Like if they looking at it three, four, six times, they want to keep taking the diamonds up at testing, whatever you need to do. The truth don't mind being investigated and we don't have no talking points about things because we dealing with the real information. What I think P also has against him is is because he made so much money. So, see, once you make so much money and they see you back down here doing certain things, they're going to start, oh, he might not got that money no more. See, because if Jay-Z would have sent a $50,000 invoice, they would have ran with that. But Jay-Z done circled back around and, and popped a lot of shit off and, and got two three billion under his name. So, I think they, they view it a little different. Like I was explaining earlier in the pod... P might be the only person that hustled in the 90s, the early 2000s, really one of the first entrepreneurs out of the South, really in the music industry period, black men that that got up to $200 And for some reason, some tax things happened, and, you know, I think the information wasn't available for him, or something happened to where he lost the money. Now, I believe that everybody in the 90s and the early 2000s were doing bad business. You heard stories come out of all the camps. He was one of the only people that never circled back around and was able to pay none of them artists or give them jobs or give them opportunities so it's almost like damn did your candle burn out somewhere along the line because when we look at did it man a lot of those dudes that he done came back around and they done straightened a lot of their business some of them dudes done come back around and did other business with these people jay done even guy with his arch enemy at one time or his competitive inspiration i'll say that in nas and even did business with him so like all these other people have came back around that curve with some information and started to like even baby babies yo all them niggas been paid yeah the label helped me clear everything up that's done right and so he kind of the only one that it seemed like we still looking around that corner to see if he came around, not that he ain't a legend, not that. And I'm only, I'm clear with that because people I respect and also I respect people, people that I really respect, uh, got a lot of respect and love for Pete and he's inspired their journeys, which has inspired my journey on top of him, inspired my journey and me growing up on him. So we give him grace, but we want to deal with the information for the next generation. Like, was it the, what, what's going on? How do we learn from it? And this ain't even about P. I want to take this off P for a second. More importantly, I think we have to stand under the understanding and deal with the information that failure isn't final, right? And we're not going to be viewed as winning in every situation. I don't even want to give off that aura because I won't be able to learn if I don't take risk. Risk is involved with what I'm doing for me to elevate, and I, I'm clear on that. And so sometimes we don't want to live in the reality that, man, I might have blew that bag. But what we got to understand is dealing with the truth is dealing with what God love. Dealing with the truth is dealing with what the universe love, right? So we got to figure out a way to deal with, hey, what really happened and what's going on? And how can we do this? Because we need to be able to eat together. And I can't trust you if I don't think you're telling me the truth. Even in the street, like I can't trust dudes. Like you don't have to have showed me that you really can got access, right? Everybody can't make a phone call and have somebody pull up with two, three hundred thousand dudes. Got to know you had access to that level of product at one time. Everybody, man, you make a call, man. I got them over here for twenty five a piece. Come get your ten of them. man. You ain't never even. You ain't even one of them kind of guys. I'm not bringing two hundred fifty k over to you. Who is this? you a court right and i'm i'm I'm, I'm trying to give you some relatable examples but at the end of the day i need the youngsters to know failure isn't final nor is it fatal you don't got to be scared to say i failed at that but i'm still up and my credit good and i put dudes on in position and i right so you got to really be grabbing your infinity stones that's why it's important to be hustling and not talking But if I think you got dirt on your hands, you can't eat at my table. I had to tell people, if you wash your hands, you can eat with kings. But I can't allow you to eat at this table with dirty hands. You telling me all kind of shit. I know I can't really trust, believe what dudes be saying. Like, bro, I do it with my own money. feel like it's some trickery involved. And I think y'all think I'm lying about I do it myself. So let me do this right quick. The biggest question that everybody has that's dealing with our culture is where is the untapped value? Where is the untapped value is the number one question from everyone in this culture, because we know how to run a bag up. Where do we put things that they can now translate into products and do other things that we haven't seen done? Right. How do we take the blueprint that some of these people have pulled off and put us in position? How do we do that? But when you operate knowing that failure isn't final, nor is it fatal. You give yourself leg room. See, a lot of these dudes don't got no leg room. They ever say, I ain't. Hey, yo, that didn't work out. That didn't work out. They ain't got no leg room. People watching them so close, they better not fail at nothing because they done lied to so many people. They done big so much shit up. Man, just hustle, man. Just hustle. It's going to speak. You're going to pop up at places where they say, boy, I know he getting a bag. Boy, I know he getting a bag. But you ain't got to be doing all that. And so I always say live in reality, deal with reality, deal with the cause that are really being dealt with you, and be loud about the results you want and be willing to put the work in. But failure is not final, nor is it fatal. But one thing about it, you got to be brave to deal with the truth. A lot of these. You claim gangster, claim street, claim all this. You got to be brave to deal with the truth. A lot of these dudes ain't brave enough to deal with the truth. I fell off. Not even I fell off, I fumbled. Even if I recovered and didn't get back up to there, but I fumbled. And here's what I learned on the fumble. Do you got a coach position over there? I know a few things. And so as you go from a boy to a man or a girl to a woman, or a child to an adult, you realize that accountability is the highest form of adulthood. And so you gotta hold yourself accountable for your own reality and not say, I'm also an advocate of, I'm never gonna criticize me on behalf of you. I'm gonna criticize me on behalf of me and I'm gonna be critical of me because I know what it takes to get on the other side of whatever my goals are. So I'm critical of me From that aspect, but never will I be critical of me on behalf of you. That's why I turn my comments off. I'm not interested in what nobody else think. The people I'm interested in, what they think, most of them have books that I read on the daily. So operate knowing that, taking accountability is the highest form of adulthood, and the OG ain't willing to say I made a mistake. See, it ain't ain't no different than the street dude ain't no different in the street OG come out the penitentiary did 30 years he come right back to the block he ain't brave enough to come to the block and say man I made I made mustache and done none of that hey y'all don't do that we were bullied let's go the other way we don't lose nothing going the other way then what be confusing me and this is why I got to be louder but hey say bro we don't lose nothing going the other way my you don't lose your cool, your rep, your nothing. If you are reputable, you can go wherever you go. The other way is to you. We losing too much on the streets. Abiding by all that. We losing too much over there. It don't weigh enough. It's, it's it ain't making good sense. At some point we got to wake up. It doesn't matter who you are. When we saw your mistakes happen on the front line and you're not taking accountability for them. It cheapens everything you've ever said, all your accolades. Not take it away, it just cheapens it. And so you make it hard for those that want to hold your jersey up with the greats. I always tell people you got to be careful because at some point your strength will become your weakness. When I deal with the peace situation and I look at because you a mogul, because you had all them artists, because you dropped once a week, made all their money, now that has became your weakness because whatever has happened with your transition, I remember with 50 Cent, the idea that he was selling so much and he was at the top of the game for so long and he would bring up people's sound scan and their sales, the minute your sales ain't in that place, now you fall victim to the that you put in place. You see? So at some point your, your, your strength can become your weakness and you got to realize that. Now here's where it gets interesting. Sometimes your weakness become your strength. Right. The fact that I I did have them tax problems, the fact that I did have 15 artists, the fact that I did go over here and it didn't work. Well, now that becomes my strength because the information I got in it. But because of the way I look at it, I feel like I got to defend the fact that none of that worked instead of saying, boy, you don't know what I got going through them tunnels. You wouldn't been able to see what they sold in them stores if you never went in there. One, no commercials running on how to get to the NBA. One, no commercials on how to do a movie. And Get all these people in one spot. Nobody knew how to do it. So I was trying to do things right in the information I got. But for me, that turns into your strength and you don't need to view it as a weakness. There's something to be said about understanding your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. Even when you look at something like the elephant, as big as the elephant is, it don't use its teeth. That ain't what people scared of. It's his trunk. As big as the elephant is. It don't use its weight. It don't use the fact it's that big and come at you backwards or do try to kick you. It, you. it understands my trunk is what I use. That's my strength. Let me deal with that. Let me try to figure out what I need to do with this to defend myself, to get me some food. To, and this is what you got to do, man. I, I I view life as a big jungle. Sometimes I zoom out, man, because I'm in such a unique position. Like I can't even explain it. I was telling Charlemagne the other day just about the people that I can call on is like crazy. The people that that really got my best interest in the industry are the most powerful people in the industry. I heard somebody say you're going to either deal with discipline or deal with disaster, and I think about that like it's just like if you're someone, say you're getting out of shape, say you've been eating too much, and you know, you noticing my pants ain't fitting, and you saying, man, I need to get in the gym. You know you need to get in the gym, but you never do it. And so now if you ignore that discipline, you're gonna have to deal with the disaster. And nobody in their right mind sees you go from two or three hundred million to people starting to say you ain't paid them and don't have questions. We all street You see what I'm saying? We all street. We dealing with packs messing with these industry companies. Say Universal sent me a hundred of them. I'm dealing with a hundred of them. You know, I'm signing the black effect. They sent me fit. Uh, you know, it's just like being in the streets. You know, I'm a 50 brick man over here at this company. I'm a hundred brick man over here. As far as the, the leverage I got in the market or the amount of money that's that's being generated or spent on me or the amount of interest from these companies. Right. It keeps me in a position where I understand that it's high stakes and everybody trying to get a piece of. Man, I know for a fact everybody don't love me like they say. But this podcast shit done with the and everybody love me now. And so you got to really be able to identify that, yo, none of this is real. The love ain't real. The hate ain't real. None of this shit ain't real, right? The people that love you is your family, your kids, your mother, your significant other. These are the people that really love you. Outside of that, this shit is all fake. All this is just interaction and obsession. And for me, obsession is dangerous. I was listening to somebody talking about, and I'm gonna move past this. But I was listening to somebody talk about, and I think it was Kanye West that is soft porn on the internet, and that is such a real thing. Like now, even on Facebook, I be screwing. I'm like, oh, like shit be be making me want to stop my day and go have a sit. Like, hey, yo, look. we finna, I'm finna stop my day. I am finna go, man, damn, they done turned me up over here. I wasn't even on this. I said, damn, they really starting to like, and then on Instagram, it's all, day, it's ass all on Instagram, and we all on that, we all looking like a motherfucker, we peeking and not speaking, you see what I'm saying, on every occasion on there, but what I'm saying is, it does something to the psyche, when you see it, when you see sex and shit, that shit is a, it's something happening, and also, I want to say this really quick and address this, and I want people to Give me their commentary or their comments on it or their opinions on it. TikTok, y'all not slick. I'm on top of TikTok. How many of y'all have been paying attention to all of the things that's been happening with China and how the spy balloon was over here and how all of these different occasions around America where we've been having interactions with what they are saying to be objects from China? So clearly something happening between us and China. And Then on the other side, they've invaded our information with the TikTok thing. And so there's a ban coming on TikTok. I think China is aware of the ban on TikTok. I think everybody may be aware of the ban on TikTok. What I believe to be taking place, though, and this is what I mean about innovation and having think tanks and people thinking about how do we sustain the leverage that we have. Because what I believe that has happened, and I could be wrong, I've looked at it none. I'm just going based off intuition and what I've been viewing. What I think TikTok is doing, I think TikTok is transferring everybody over the cap cut, knowing TikTok is headed down the road. When you take a look at it, They've now inserted a new app into TikTok, integrated it in there. They usually don't do that because they were so selfish with their information and their data. They didn't want nobody else to be able to tap into their stuff and interact and integrate into the app. They were very intentional on blocking people out. They had, number one, a very unique growth spurt and they were maintaining that growth spurt. And the level of information they was getting from it is enormous. But. Now, with that being a situation where that could be banned, I believe that now they've inserted CapCut. CapCut is an app in which you see all these little funny pictures that go to the beat and all these little memes. And then it, this is where everyone is just creating all of these TikTok reels that you see now going viral. And they've allowed CapCut to integrate in a way where you just tap it on TikTok and it opens CapCut and it posts right on TikTok. This is... This marriage is not just for you to make good video and good picture. I believe that they're sharing the data from TikTok knowing that it's on its way out of the U.S. And they're going to take that over the cap cut and they're going to frame that like that's not owned by the same people. But I believe they have the same interests. See, you don't have to be owned by the same people to have the same interests. I don't have to sell my club to my racist uncle. I can sell my club to a racist person and the agenda still stay the same. The same with say you got a black agenda. Say you say we want to make sure African-American people are hired over here. Black people are hired at a high rate over here. You don't have to give it to your daughter or your son to do that. You can hire someone with that same interest and they can fulfill the footprints you put in the sand. I truly believe TikTok is up to something with this. Y'all will pay attention to this in in the weeks coming forward. But I truly, truly, truly believe that cap cut is just a umbrella of sorts to keep TikTok in the palms of Americans. That's just me. Let's talk about this. Drake went and sat with Lil Yachty, um, and they had a conversation about a number of things. I think Drake is in a very unique position. Yachty too. Yachty just dropped this album. Let's start here. He's doing well. Um, shout out Coach man. You know, shout out Coach man. Shout out P. And shout-out Yachty and Drake. I think that this conversation was a very good conversation. I like these little things Yachty's doing. I think he has room to be so many different things. Um, And I believe with QC just inking that deal, this is where you get to see them diversify in a way that you probably couldn't vision, right? Because a lot of you people are just music heads, so you don't understand that the brand that Baby got ain't just that shit ain't going on cereal, that shit ain't going video game that shit can go on like so many different things like youtube i tell i tell rappers all the time i'll just say this you can easily make a hundred thousand a month on youtube if you know what you're doing easily you can easily make 100k on twitch a month if you know what you're doing and you some of these rappers with these big brands it's so easy to leverage your brand man you you are you're walking billboard kanye west was the first person or not the first person to do it, but one of the first people to help me understand how to monetize that because we was always cool, we was always in the fashion as rappers or as people from our culture. If you even go back to the 80s, dude was, you know, go back to Dapper Dan and dudes just getting fly and just doing it. so. We've been those kind of individuals, but we never knew how to monetize it. We've always approached it from a consumer standpoint, right? We're gonna go buy the big dookie ropes, we're gonna go buy the big. Gucci this, the Cooge this, or whatever is popping at the time and be the biggest consumers, and that's the way we brag. See, you got to understand that it ain't really no flex being the biggest consumers. Having money to be able to spend money is a blessing, but you treating it like it's a flex when it's a blessing. Now, to go go get a Rolls Royce for $300,000 is a blessing. It ain't a flex because the flex would be to be the owner of Rolls Royce. It's a blessing to get paid twenty million with this company. It ain't a flex. A flex would be paying a nigga twenty million, and then it ain't even a flex to be paying a nigga twenty million. The flex is the person paying the person that's paying the twenty, right? And so it's always a blessing, is what I'm trying to tell you. You got to pick that up. It's always a blessing and ain't never a flex. A lot of times people get that blurred and they think they flexing. And that's why it be coming off too it come off wrong. Because you flexing, homie. That's a blessing. But let's listen to what Drake said. He spoke about being the man. We'll start there.
12: Well, I think like on a broader scale, I think I'm at the point now where I just want to like... I feel like maybe we talked about this the other day, but I, I, I feel like I'm kind of introducing the concept in my mind of a, of a graceful exit. like, mm. and, and almost just kind of, I feel like a lot of people that I've watched as the years have gone on, it's a really addictive competitive space And oftentimes you're like addicted to the to the competition itself, and so you know you'll you'll like sometimes it'll baffle you like why are these people still making attempts at, um, like trying to be present in the space, and then you'll realize like they they probably their their needs and desires and their soul was probably fed for so long off of being a guy or the guy that they can't let it go. And so I guess like what's left for me is just to find a way to gracefully continue, like I'm not ready now, but to gracefully like continue making projects that are extremely like interesting and hopefully cherished by people. And then to find the right time to say like, I can't wait to see what the next generation does I'll still be around to like you know work with people or do a do a show here or there, but I'm not going to like force myself Mm -hmm. to compete. I would love to just see what the next generation um,
4: does. I think he made a very poignant point when he spoke about basically being a prisoner of your position. It's so easy to get wrapped up in your identity to live in being in that position that's why athletes deal with it a lot or they leave the nfl or the nba and they instantly get out of shape they don't got that same reason that they had to get up in the mornings and hit the gym and it's like they identity lived in that so you bump into them four five six years removed from the league they no longer even are the same individual because they lost themselves in turning that on and this is what a question becomes what does it cost you right because you're searching in this room, right? You're searching in a dark room to cut this light on. When you turn that light on, it invokes an emotion and a, and a gratification and a satisfaction in you that nothing else make in touch. And so when you just get, that's just getting the light on. That ain't even talking about controlling the room. Possibly letting other people in the room. They ain't even had to go through the pressure of finding the light because it's already lit up in here. See, all this gives you a certain level of confidence and it lends itself to your identity and it wraps itself around your position. And when you live there, the minute you lose that position, what happens? Or you're 60 years old, still coming out with the patch on your eye, rapping or trying to compete with the youngsters. You know, and no disrespect to the OGs, I'll take that off them, but you're still trying to compete with the youngsters because... Everything you love lives inside of that room that you had the light on then. But there's a new sheriff in town. That's the way the world works. There's a fresher newer. I've been amazed that Drake's been able to hold on that long. It shows you how great the dude is. You can't now, If anybody disputing what Drake is, they clearly hate us. Right. I've never I've never been able to dispute, dude, you know, behind this microphone. I've never been able to come and say, yo, dude, ain't he ain't one of them guys. He, he the golden child and the number said and before the number said it, the technique said it. See, well before the money said, the technique will show you, the passion will show you, the dedication will show itself. This way before the money come in. You can tell, oh, this person got something special. This is a special thing. This ain't just like everything else. They just talking. This is teaching. They both start with T, but they ain't the same thing. So you ask yourself, if you're Drake and you've been on top for 10 years and you're still on top, when do you say, yo, let's put this down? Are you still passionate about making music? Is it still fun to you? It got to be, and it can't be about money, and you've not putting your, and to me, Drake hasn't really positioned himself to really really be dedicated to anything else, so to me, it seemed like he's still knee-deep in music, and he's continuing to execute at a high click. It is rough to continue to come up with these songs back to back to back, and you keep dropping and you keep dry, you keep finding a way to say this little thing, keep finding a little melody that's sticking, keep finding a little commercial hit, you keep finding a little R and B hit, you keep running in here and getting with this individual. Yo, it's a lot going on. Then on top of that, it's business to be had in the midst of all that. Then you doing joint collabs and you doing Nike this and you running over here. And it's a lot going on at the top of the industry. It ain't a lot going on for everybody, but the ones that's that's getting it, it's a lot going on. Let's listen to a little more. I think
12: that... Were you, like, 26 then? I was young, yeah. I think, like, that and some, like, sometimes when I've, like, said girls' names in songs, Mm -hmm. maybe those are the two things that I look back on, I'm like, "Ah, maybe I could have done without, like, Mm -hmm. shitting on people for age, Mm -hmm. like, or or saying like, you know, or like disrupting somebody's life. I I never, like the lyrics are never with ill intent, but like I had somebody one time be like, you know, it's not necessarily what you're saying about me. It's the fact that you've said it. What does that mean? Like, just in the sense of, like, you don't know what it does to me. Like, you don't know who my boyfriend is at the time, mm. or you don't know who, like, what my family knows and doesn't know, mm. you know, and if you express, like, any form of discontent for me in a song and say and call me by name, mm. then all of a sudden, like, I'm left to kind of, like, pick up the pieces in my own life that I've, like, tried to build up for myself. Mm. So I've, 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 like, tried my best to stop doing that, but I like to be honest in music, too, so it's it's a That, it's tough. that, that
4: one's a pushing and... See that he talking about For right there he's talking about when you He mentioning girls names and raps And so I know the feeling I don't know it like Drake know it But I'm the ex that the girl gotta keep blocked So the relationship can work If your woman mess with me You don't wanna listening to me Looking at me Following me Doing none of that Because sometimes dudes be kind of spooked about Man damn I think he got that sauce man now, nah, I think he can capture her, man. Whenever he want to capture her, man, that get a little slippery for dudes. And then it's Drake, one of the biggest, and he saying your girl name in a song and she got to come home to you. I was talking about last week that most times people hate the people, celebrity, whether that's man or woman, they'll hate you because of what they significant other is willing to do on your behalf. So let's just say scissor come to town. And I'm in a committed relationship, but boy, Scissor got my phone number. And I'm down there with that I got this shit on. I'm telling SZA, hey, send SZA, whatever. Like, yo, she in my city. Let her know. Big dude and them said, yeah, turn her up. Yeah, it's all on me. And I ain't bothering her, but I sent my blessing. You know, I'm acting the ass down there. And so a lot of times that's like, damn, man, you, you know, the person who loves you or your significant other can be offended by that. I can even imagine. On the other side, say a rapper come to the town, this dude old lady been walking around the house without her hair done for three weeks. Man, all of a sudden we, all of a sudden rap dude in town, she head down to the beauty shop. Yeah, she finna get her hair done. She finna put on her dress. Yeah, no panties. You understand me? She finna come outside and let it be known that she one of them ones. Whole time the rapper don't even know dude old lady. She been getting ready for this for four days. He don't even know her. But the man at home know that, and sometimes the dude at home he in his feeling. Man, she ain't did up makeup, did none of that all month week. Now all of a sudden he come. She now you out shopping. Now you it be that insecurity they be living with. And I keep telling y'all, as you get older, that shit become unattractive. See, when you young, I know some of them young people, young girls and dudes, they be thinking that's attractive. Where it's like, I keep keep crazy about me. He don't want nobody talking to me nah you can't you ain't what you, what you trying to do i I specialize in talking to people you know just picture saying your old lady name and you at the house with her you come home drake just dropped and, and, and you cut it on and your old lady he teresa simmons the love of my life and yo that's your old lady damn and he go to talking about how he couldn't make it work because he busy chasing his dreams. And if he could have turned it all back, he'll come back and get her and it'll never been that way. And you looking like, man, damn, you ain't tell me you had this kind of competition going on. You ain't tell me you had certified lover boy doing this and that. You understand me? So now, man, I'm telling y'all, it get, it get it get real personal about what these people's significant other is willing to do for celebrities or people that they just are intrigued with.
0: You used to do a lot. I used to think you were making girls' names up.
12: No, no, I I don't think I've ever made a girl's name up. That's crazy. I think that's the
0: one thing that I would, like, maybe say is, like, just makes me kind of be like, uh, like... The, The biggest conversation that I have, obviously, when you're, like, with people who just don't know you or people who just assume is that, like, just the conception people have of you in their mind... And it's so insane. And I can remember being younger and maybe having certain conceptions, but but they were never, like, the ones that I hear now, you know? Like, just, like, what people really assume, then I had to step back. It's, I guess when you know someone, it's hard to even see something from someone's point of view who doesn't, you know? But, like, when you just start and think about it, like, I mean, I don't think you've done it, even an interview in so long. Past that, I think all people really have to live off is music and Instagram posts, you know, and sh- like, Alex posting a video with the ring, with the necklace. You know, <laughs> like just things that little people, like people depict. And then they just create this <laughs> synopsis of like you as a man. And it, it when I, when we first started hanging out and got really close, it used to like really irritate me and piss yeah, me off. Like yeah. I've been in lots of arguments. You would get really upset. Oh yeah. And you would text me and be really. upset. Well, you know, I'm just it. I'm just very defensive. Yeah, over know. our friendship. I know. That's honest. But um, the talent part. You know, I think it's a talent part. You know, I think that and I think it's just like people think like the whole like even like the upbringing from DeGrassi, people try and use that as like, "Oh, he's like he's not like that" or he's like he's you know just all I'm
4: going to be honest when we deal with Drake, I don't think none of this shit stick. The DeGrassi shit, I think the ghostwriting shit that did a little something, but I still think dude greatness on that mic is it just done overshadowed that and then this is the music industry you never allow people to trick you out of using what's working for you that's what i say man easy eating them ain't giving a damn coming out the street man whoever write this shit, nigga, trying to get paid we well, all done got up here and got sedated by this shit. now we take pride in this shit. But that's a conversation for the purists over there. But in this industry thing, when we got to pump out two, three albums a year at a super high click, man, call us some producers, call us some people that write treatments for videos that already understand our right brand and our brand visibility and our brand colors and the themes, and right? So put things together that make it easier for the dude that's toting the load. I always agree with that. I don't think, in my opinion, that most of that stuff that, they throw at Drake the Degrassi. Um, none of that. I just don't think it stick. Maybe some people do. I don't. I think it ain't even worth speaking about no more. It's so old and he done done so much. To me, it don't stick.
0: Assumptions that, that really irritate me from people who do I've heard know it you. for so long.
12: And it's just I realize that it's it's not uh like I stopped chasing unanimous love a long time ago. Mm. Uh I don't think like I don't think unanimous love is attainable when you're in any form of competitive space, even if it is, like, based on opinion, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'll bring up sports a lot in, in music, but again, it, it's it's a lot different, right? Because sports, there's a winner and a loser. So you mm. can you can really base your point on the fact that this guy's the best because of Numbers. this many rings or this many points or whatever. But you're still opinionated. Yeah, yeah, it is opinionated, 100%. But, but it's it's a little more, like, it's got a little more foundation to it mm. our shit is really just like what you like and what you don't like and i just realized a long time ago not long enough i wish it was earlier but a, a while ago that I, I just i'm not gonna make every everybody uh love love me
4: here's the thing i think this is so important and i'm trying to teach myself that now there's an extreme amount of value in ignoring the cheers and the boos. And knowing that you cannot make all these people happy, don't try to cater to these people. When people say don't try to cater to these people, it's important to understand that don't mean to ignore the work that needs to be put in to make sure your points are fluent, they are informative, and they are whole, and they represent your real perspective. And so putting the work in is still going to always be a part of the ingredients for you to continue to move forward. But in regards to falling victim to man they all like that post man i'm finna keep giving them posts like that now you become a character yourself that's why sometimes i just throw random stuff out it's like yo i'm i'm going this way with it you know i tell all my business partners it's extremely important for me just from a podcast perspective to spread out very early in this journey and make sure that this podcast is not cornered into no hip-hop Not falling victim to being trying to please everybody is so, so, so important. I'm so glad dude, spoke on that. I've been trying to teach myself for years to ignore words because when you get wrapped up in what people say, oftentimes you don't pay attention to what they do. And so that's why I try to ignore words at the highest level because so many people that's been a 100 years of finesse involved with language and selling fantasy. Like I always say, you don't support me if you're in a position to give me a check and don't give me one. If we have a way to make money together, you, this is the business you in and we don't make no money together, you don't support me and that's fine, but just don't frame it that way. I think rap culture has been always good with that when you look at dudes putting La Familia on their record labels and family on, on their record labels and. Um, you know, naming themselves maybe after the Gambinos and certain things. So it gave off this illusion that we were a team or army or a gang, right, or a congregation, when the whole time they ain't cutting you in like we gang. I seen a post going viral that made so much sense. It said, say, bro, they called you about the beef and left you out on the money. And you went for that. Them niggas hit your line about sliding and didn't hit your line about getting no money. You went for that only come get you when them is afraid that somebody going to try to come get them. They don't never call you when it's about no money, and you went for that. I want to put a PSA out. Don't call me about no beef if you ain't calling me about no business. Don't call me about no bullshit.
12: I'm not like a real, I, really, I, I don't feel often when I meet people, I have to like humanize myself. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a therapist at one point, and he said something. Um, and he was like, "You know, it, it was a it was a really valid point." I'm not really a big therapy guy. I don't feel like I necessarily want the same life as a therapist is trying to pitch me on, which is like some life of like morals and simplicity yeah. and yeah. those type of things. Yeah, not to say I don't have morals and simplicity but like i don't need my life to be rooted in like Mm -hmm. find somewhere to disappear in the world and like disconnect from everybody that's not really like where i'm headed right but i did talk to a therapist one time and he made this point about being like you know no matter what kind of woman you're chasing physically right Mm -hmm. like you like you like ass you like titties you like like he's like you have the biggest tits in the room (laughs) he's like you walk into any room and you have just the most gigantic tits nobody can think about anything else other than whatever your gigantic tits which is your drake I, i i i remember this about this guy i remember that about this guy i bet this guy does this i bet this guy does that like all the preconceived notions they're just like they can't see past the gigantic tits unless they talk to you and then they're like oh wow like you're actually like i mean your tits are huge
4: this is a great point about therapy. I was talking on Poor Minds about therapy. I really am not having got to the point where I have went to therapy um, because, again, affecting the way I look at life and how I view things, I just don't know how safe that is for me at this point. I believe Drake and Yachty had a great conversation. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Shout out to them boys. Let's speak about this. Kanye West and Adidas. After the fall of Kanye West, Adidas is trying to figure out what to do with $1.2 billion in unsellable products with Kanye West. For those of you unaware, there has been reports that Kanye West and Adidas is trying to reach a new deal for products that's already been manufactured. I want people that's watching Entrepreneurship and Business to understand that this is an important time to pay attention, but also to note that Kanye West, yay! is an anomaly his position in the marketplace and this is when you look at this and the validity of it i'm not sure but i do understand that he has put a tremendous strain on adidas um in regard because they were heavily invested in him which they should have been because he's a product mover and when you when you think back and you look at him as he was on drink champs and he was doing this media run where he is he was saying some of these crazy things and he was saying Adidas can't cancel me. It's because he knew how much product he had in their warehouses. He felt like that, yo, they they so capital driven, they can't do this. They won't let this go. It's too much money at risk. And I'm exposing them and I'm going to remain powerful because they ain't letting this go. They can't do it without me. But Adidas went into their think tank and they said, listen, we got to let him go. We think we can do it without him. And quickly realized that it will not happen. The whole time I always said, man, yeah, he ain't breaking. Telling me he got some information, man. He is not giving in to what they're saying. They even offered him a buyout at some point. But he was not breaking. So I was saying, man, for some reason, he ain't respecting the pump fake. And I I said, well, he's in a very interesting situation because he can't go back to Nike, I don't think especially at a time with those remarks and he left Nike because of the red October. Last week I spoke on the influence of the red October to now, however many years later, you see this red blue boot flying around. Now the red boot won't be as influential as the red October, not even close. And they won't probably be able to transition in the same way or take up as much as the marketplace as he did with that. But it just shows that history repeats itself. Um, And I believe that they were inspired by that in some way to know or marketing may tell you that red some something's happening with that. That's my opinion. But. I don't see him being able to go to Nike because he left Nike to go to Adidas. And I said, well, who else is out there? I'm not really sure anyone else can offer him the amount of money that's currently in the market. Right. Maybe overseas companies and things like that. But then you have to get inside those stores and those relationships it's just it's a lot on that so i mean it can be done or forget the stores go direct to consumer he has that kind of brand but at the end of the day he was moving around and he was not respecting the pump fake and i think he was being told they cannot do this he's saying well they're doing it they can't do this i'm telling you they can't do this without you i believe that even if he wasn't told that he may have thought that i believe he was told that But I also believe he probably thought that as well. And if this is true, this isn't a decision you make with just no information. So they have did their due diligence as trying to put him on sale without his endorsement to try to take his name off of him and put him out there to test certain markets, to try to do a lot of consumer facing to drive the sales and nothing was working. And so they have to come back to the drawing board and say, listen he has done something very unique in the space where if he's not attached to it, the value just diminishes. It's not many people that can do that. Chappelle did that, Ye did it. Like, it's not many people that can be like, hey, yo, if I'm not standing with that no more, it ain't it ain't doing nothing. It ain't nothing. And the market responds to it in that way. I'm not sure if it was because of the circus surrounding all of it, or is it literally because Ye's no longer standing with it Nobody's interested in the shoe anymore. If if that, I believe that's the case. I'm not sure because I'm an information guy. I don't like to say things off emotion. Um, but in my opinion, it it seems that that's the case. It's just that the market isn't responding without yay being attached to it. When I look at it, I say it's not many people that when I'm no longer next to you, your access to the customer changes. Imagine that. We see it in rap sometimes. It's like, yo, when such and such no longer co-sign them or they're no longer signed to such and such, they just look different in the in the market now. But this is at the highest level. They Adidas has every resource available for someone that's been in this industry for that amount of time. So they have everything you can think of that they need. So they they literally have been put in a position to now have to update their circumstance to understand that without Yay, This does not penetrate the market with all the resources we got. Even when I look at podcasts, you know, that's my industry, so I always pay attention to it. I'm like, yo, all y'all next to each other, man, pretty good podcasting going on there. But by yourself, can you hold that kind of conversation? How you doing by yourself? And you don't have to operate in this industry by yourself, right? You don't. But I do think that there's something to be said when people are huddled up, and they and that's and they seem to be very effective, and when they're by themselves, it's much to desire. When you think about why they may have to come back to the drawing table, they've been in business with Yay since two thousand and fifteen. It's a long time. That is a heavy investment. There's billions of dollars wrapped up in that. And Yay knowing his contract and saying that these people care about money more than they care about everything. Because based on what I've looked at, based on what I've been told, I really believe that, and they went against that. But but them coming back is a very powerful sign for him, and it lets the market know like he is who we thought he was. If this is the case in regards to product, in regards to fashion, he's that guy. I see Louis just hired for real. I wondered did he want that job. I wonder how he felt about that. Did he want to take Virgil's spot? Did he blow himself up to where they couldn't hire him? Was that his position if this didn't happen? Would he still been at Adidas, Balenciaga, and now at ALV? Do he think he operating with the truth or did he have a tantrum? What happened? Like I can't wait to have a conversation with him. It's so much game to be had. And I don't worry because I understand it can't nobody had a conversations I'ma have because my perspective is my perspective. And so I, I just I'm looking at a lot of this in a very very interesting way i'm very intrigued these rumors that's going around are very clear and they're saying that yo this does not speak to our deal moving forward we don't have any reports circulating that we are moving forward with any partnership or anything i think what that's doing is again testing the market these people are data driven and so what I believe they're doing is, hey, we gonna put these out. If these people don't trip out and say, "Oh man, they back with Kanye. They some. They all about money. They capitalist mother." If if don't nobody say that, we might go ahead and put that deal back in place. Man, you represented sixty some percent of our online sales. Like that hurt bad, you know. So again, paying attention to this business. This is something to watch i seen a couple of the Yay fan pages posting it now. I'm starting to see a little bit more reports of it now. Adidas has not came out to re- rebuttal it and say it's not true. Or even to deny it. And that's what's making me think there may be some validity because they can easily come out and say that's not true. We're not doing anything with Yay. Watching Yay, also, you're starting to see him change with paparazzi. He's starting to go to the police and call the cop. like, y'all, get away from me with all that. I don't want y'all. My He might be viewing that like y'all ruined my life. Y'all put me in a trick bag in which I was really kind of somewhat performing for y'all. And then when they hung me out to dry, everybody disappeared. Man, get out my face with them cameras. I ain't no more pictures. I ain't no more none of that. I ain't shaving my face or none of that. I'm just out here. I'm hustling. I'm still, yeah, you know what the vibes is. I ain't doing music no more. He done stripped all the way back down, and he does that sometimes. where he'll go into the dog and not do music no more, none of that, and then just pop back out. I'm back on music, selling out stadiums. All right, let's deal with this. Grant Cordon has been making his media rounds lately. A couple of clips have came up, and they have identified him as a racist. I don't know much about Grant Cardone, but I do know that he thrives in a space where he sells how to get rich to people who are less fortunate. This is a brand new space, right? And so some tycoons were made in this space. You got to be able to identify who's speaking in this space, but Grant Cardone has been effective in the space. So let's deal with what has happened. He's been someone that, in my opinion, has always been trying to integrate with hip hop culture. People are calling him a culture vulture. I don't know a lot about them. We're going to view these conversations and speak on them as we see fit and and in context. I believe there's dirt on the hands of a lot of people who operate in this space, right? Particularly in the space where they're selling courses and doing those things. And that's why my brothers, I always try to ask them and get information about the course thing because I try to identify the value, right? And for me, it's all about information and value. For whatever reason, Greg Cordon has been able to go across the country, selling out, selling seminars, um, speaking engagements, and targeting black people with his target set on people who have aspirations to be rich. PSA to black people. PSA to hip hop culture. Everybody's targeting us. They know when we get our money, we ain't gonna do number spinning. So when you want to target something, you come to black people. This is a harsh reality. This is a very harsh reality. We have a problem with interacting with one another with that same consumer spirit. But we sure enough going to spend some money on some things. And um, a lot of these people have tapped into that and they understand that. And the market says that it's very visible when you look at the numbers and who's spending what and where they're spending it at. And so when you deal with us, we want better. A lot of us want to get from nothing to something. We do want to make a transition and try to take the little understanding we got, gain much more knowledge and execute that. And so with that being said, we're searching. A lot of us are searching. Here's the problem. They say a lot of these people are no longer dealing with the searching. They're searching after people now. So they're, they're knocking on your door. When I looked in the Grant Cordon. I was seeing a couple of articles about people saying that he had, and this is alleged, I don't know, but a couple articles were speaking to him and his pitch being, listen, you don't have the reach I have. Don't invest in real estate yourself. Invest in my real estate company because I get these billion-dollar contracts. The banks can never go under. They'll never foreclose on this. They're making too much money. But your house, if you go get you a house, The bank may go under and your house isn't secured. So instead of you getting a home, which real estate and land is really the only thing that matters in America when all hell break loose. When they snatch the value from all this other land, still going to be land. Right. And so, the idea that that was part of the ingredients made me raise an eye. That's the first thing. I don't bite this kind of bait because for a big fish, you need big bait. And this little bitty fish, this little bitty worms they throwing, this ain't this don't attract sharks. But I do know a lot, all my people ain't sharks. And so several videos popped up. The first video we're going to deal with is with him when he spoke with Ivanka Trump. This is Grant Cardone and Ivanka Trump. This is the entire video. We won't watch the entire video, but we're going to try to watch it in context and provide some commentary. Let's take a look.
2: Why do you think it is that you translate so well to people? Because people obviously are interested in what you're doing is it because they aspire to be like you because you are successful and you're not shy about your success you know i've i've seen a lot of the things you've done yeah. on especially you cring- on your instagram you
6: cringe at any of them? Like, uh...
2: <laughs> well no it's funny because the way you do things i actually think is very tasteful um some people do them and it's a little like okay like we got it yeah i you know but i i think seeing how you did it you know it's very tastefully done but do you think is it because you're an inspiration to people and people want to be like you what why do you think you've had all of the the follows on all these social media platforms
6: well I I I think that I'm not tasteful half the time (laughs) I'm not I mean I look at stuff and I cringe I'm like oh my god I'm sitting on the top of a I'm sitting on a Rolls Royce on the on the on the the, well
2: I haven't seen that one I'll have to go check that one out
6: and I'm literally throwing money you know like (laughs) So, so anyway, what, what I'm trying to do though is, you know, that I that's not going to appeal to you, right? But there's audiences. And I think the reason we have done well there is because it's very raw, it's fast, it's unedited, it's uh, you know, a little bit in your face. I'm telling people the truth. I'm very similar to your father-in-law in some case, in some ways. You yeah. Unscripted. Yeah. I'm gonna to i I'm just gonna lay it out the way it is. If you don't like me for it, no problem. There's an audience. There's an audience out there. That's the only way you can stop them because you're competing with all this other stuff, right?
2: Yeah, that's Insta- true. They, they want to stop and look at it as they're scrolling through.
6: Well, that's all people are doing. They're doing this. If you just watch yourself yeah. move through it, you're just moving. Mm-hmm. Through it. So if you don't stop, I never really got your attention. So for us, about half my audience is black under the age of 40. How did, how did a white guy uh, attract an audience? Like if I'm out if I'm out in public and I see a 55 year old white man or a 25 year old black kid, the black kid knows who I am. There's like,
5: there's
6: a, a, there's a better, there's a 10 times better chance, 10 X that, that the the black kid knows me. Now the reason is because we go after that audience and we're talking to them in very um, street terms, if you will, very, not big nomenclature vocabularies, Mm -hmm. you know, we just keep everything very tight and simple And at the same time, we've had, you know, uh, raised a billion dollars in the last three years over the Internet uh, from accredited investors. So we're hitting both bands. They're all on social media. The whole world's there. All
4: right. Let's deal with what we just listened to. Grant Cardone spoke to basically doing targeted marketing. I want people to understand that that is a reality. That's part of business. Now, this is where Grant Cardone lost me, and this is where I think he effed up. Because as long as he was speaking to listen, there's an audience out there that when I cater it like this, it gets them. They like it this way. Long as he lived there, he was good. But he went along to say, half of my audience is black people. So that indicates that you're saying that you talk to them in that way. And then you said in very street terms. And see, that's when you lose me. I won't be critical of you for being a liar in the space if you are a liar because I would say 99.4% of these guys in this space are liars. I've only been able to get money with Ian Dunlap. That's the only person that talked this financial talk that I've been able to get some money with. Outside of that, it's been very quiet. And that don't mean because you don't get money with me, you ain't effective. What I'm saying is I can only speak to what I've been through. And the eyes provide evidence that the ears can't interpret. So I'm, I'm not here no more talking about financial shit. I want to see something. And so if you pay attention, words have definition, categories mean things. So when you say, yo, if I go out and a black dude see me, he know me. And 20 seconds ago, you was just speaking to how basically dumbing it down and speaking to a certain audience, it, on, it only resonates this way. This is another issue when you use only and then couple that with black people. You say it can only resonate when I speak like this and then couple that with black people and then that's where the problem will Even when I look at some of these guys, I can see how contagious our coach is. What I don't appreciate is, is that how people can view it from the outside, see what we're doing and capitalize on it faster than we can from inside the building. Because Grant Cardone, when you deal with him talking about the Rolls Royce and all of that, he basically should have just said, yo, I'm doing what the rappers do. I'm basically being like a rapper with the Rolls Royce, the money. I'm putting it in their face. You know, I'm doing the things that basically I see the music artists do that's so famous. I didn't know it would work like that, but it worked like that. It's funny how showing money... That they don't know if it's yours or not, but just showing money and, and high price cars and jets and things like that. It's funny how that how they capture people online. To the point where they'll see you in a Rolls Royce saying you're a billionaire and they'll send you $75 of their last 200 dollars to get it in here and hear you talk about how to sell real estate and you need fifty thousand to start and they got one twenty five left in their account. The game is to be sold. Like, it's very, it's credence on that. You got to sell the game. game, The game is to be sold. But once you get up to a B, I think you can give it away at this point. You can find a way to write it off. But there's there's something you can do to circumvent some of the, the money, right? Get some sponsors or somebody to throw a free event for every charged event you do. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, I'm doing a charged event. This is where the high price dudes at, but I'm doing a little mini-free event at this little place over here around the corner. You know, it might can get 150, 200 people in there. We might talk for 25 minutes. I'm giving y'all that game free. Do that for the people, especially if you're selling this kind of shit, right? Because it's important not to be viewed when the dust settles. Man, you ain't, we ain't got nothing from you, and we've been giving you that information all this time in black culture there's a lot of talking like we want to man we're gonna get with you man we definitely gonna do we're gonna get some money man we definitely gonna yo man who gonna really get some money with us like what we really doing but grant Cardone them can come right in act like a rapper appeal to our people talk about saving yourself he once said everybody can be a you now that is just not mathematically true But these are the kind of things that you're able to say and you're able to if you got enough suave, you're able to, you know, get through with these things. And now he's a great businessman. He has money. He has businesses. And so his credence to his conversation when they look into it now, that's another thing. He's somebody that's getting some paper. So they, they give him his credence when he's speaking. They believe it. You understand me, but at the end of the day, some things you just got to know again where you getting the information. Here's where things get slippery. Another video came out on you on um Twitter where he was talking to Pat Bell saying he wanted to use the N-word. Let's look at that.
6: We were going to pick here or or Fort Lauderdale, right? I said, dude, we, got, we got to stay no, down. You here, got man. this.
7: Is my, you're my. You're there's Miami. There's color down here. There's crayons. No, 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 no. There, you're there, Miami. There, there's
6: the the, the the rainbow coalition. Yeah, I, I don't
7: know if you're fully white though, man. I think I, There's something I, going on there that somebody dude, didn't tell I'm you telling about, you, man. I'm, I can use mommy, the n word. daddy, now. grandpa. I just got
6: permission to use the n word right here, okay? Who knows? That's all I want. That's one of the streets I want. You want, I want that? I need. You need to go to Chad's to tell me that I have. Permission to yeah. use the N word. I gotta carry it like my permit.
7: Have card, somebody permit. validated for you, man. Have somebody validated. I'm gonna make, have for, put an
6: permit card. I'm gonna carry it around with me everywhere I go. Like Four collars. I can use the black. I can use the N word. Okay. So okay. So entrepreneurship.
4: This is where sh- went dog. This is where you went zero dog. Thirty. Use the N word for what? What does that do? Why you? Ain't, you know, you could have said a million different things. Teach me how to hoop. Teach me how to jump, teach me how to rap, teach me how to dance on beat, you know, teach me how to do a number of things. But to say the N word to, to, to be closer to us, that ain't you can't from the outside. They don't make you closer to us. If you didn't grow up in this coach and grow up in those circumstances, man, it's is disrespect using that word. Right. I know we smiling and laughing and thinking we're trying to find a way I want to relate and be relatable. I want to be like a rapper or whatever it might be. But I'm saying. There's gravity attached to that word that. A smile can't fix. And I wonder why your idea as being closer to us is saying a word that is offensive enough for you to know you need a pass to communicate it. See, if you pay attention to people, verbiage, they tell you everything. You know the word is not something you can communicate, so you say I need a brother to give me a pass to say it. Cause I'm down here in Miami, I'm flying, I ain't all white. I got a little bit of brother in me, you know. I got a little bit of that in me. Yeah, that got a little suave is what he's trying to act like he's saying. And even if that is the case, saying the N word don't give you that don't give you that pass. Saying ain't what Oh, now that he's saying he really suave now, he really one of them guys, now that he's saying the N-word in his vocabulary, now nah, that ain't how that goes. So, again, a guy with such an intensive vocabulary for that to be the word you want to use um, to connect with, with us, very strange, right? Um, And it's a must we view that for what it is. But understand, black people, everybody's targeting us because we spend money. We're going to spend it soon we get it, and we ain't going to spend it with us. These are the unfortunate realities that we must change. There's a fact that happens that when black people get money, they for sure going to spend it, and, and probably seven times out of ten, they ain't going to spend it with somebody black. So target the blacks with whatever you're selling, because they buy from people that ain't black. You can talk black shit. You can look black. You can get the black culture clothing and the slang appeal to them and you can get it sold to them. But if you black, it might be a little bit, it might be an issue. It might be a little harder for you. It's going to be a little tougher for you. They're going to say it don't taste right. And it's identical to what they getting in that other. They're going to say, man, them shirts look kind of thin and that's the same shirt Javonchi gets you. They're going to say them hats don't fit good. That's the same manufacturer from era. They're going to they gonna be critical of it because it come from one of us. And they think we're going to get over on each other. They don't never look at the outside and say, man, them folks trying to get over on us. It's always we getting over on each other. I think deep down again, man, I believe that a lot of people are afraid of their own culture, man. I really believe that. Let's talk about this. Everybody got goals, but at some point you got to ask yourself, what is the goal worth to you? And is it worth enough for you to keep going? See, it's easy to get up and do it on the sunny days. It's easy to get up and do it on the days when you pay. Payday is easy to go to work. It's easy to get up and do it when everybody looking and everybody clapping, but is you going to do it on the rainy days when you don't feel like it, when it's dark, when it ain't cool, when you dreading it? Is it worth you keep going? Is it worth enough to you for you to keep going through uncertainty when you're being denied, when you're being disputed? Is it worth you to keep going? I'm locked and loaded. I'm one of them guys. With all lies on me against all lies, I feel as though we're going to pick one foot, put it in front of the other. Ain't no grass growing under our feet. And it's just the start of a new chapter. It's the start of a new wave. And there's so many people doing the same thing. There's so many people placing themselves amongst the greats. I need people to really understand there's a difference between traditional and classic. A lot of these guys are traditional. Traditional most times speaks to it being familiar to the people that consume it. It doesn't necessarily speak to the potency of the product. When you deal with calling something classic, categorizes that product in a way to make it a standout amongst other things in the market and I just want to be clear on positions right because goals are important but knowing what you' up against is important because you'll be afraid because you think you're dealing with classic and you're dealing with traditional. he's there because he's been there not because what he's done to stay there. We respect our elders but information is overall and so you got to tweak your life man. I think we had a good show today. You know, before we get out of here, I want to talk about one more thing. T.I. came back at Boosie again. Let's look.
5: I got some paperwork to show me. I got some paperwork to show them. And when y'all leave about out there, please let them know that the paperwork was present. And if they wasn't here, they shouldn't be saying a thing about the claim. You hear me? I've been waiting on one special invited guest to show up, and he ain't showed up yet. But it was somebody who had something to say about me and had to question my, you know, disposition to some of my cases. But he ain't here to see my paperwork. And I just don't like for a goddamn get fly, then get shot. You hear me? I'm, I'm right here in the center. You hear me, So Come if you think it is when it ain't, ain't but one way to clear it up. Pull on up, let me show you what you're looking for. I wanna see who going to see it. You hear me? And if it ain't, and then after you see what you need to see, it's on you now. To go straighten that shit up. Cause you, you done got too far in the jar. You done got too much difference. Oh, a lot of big shots. Donovan! It is there!
4: so i read that earlier but again i said earlier in the part tip just ain't he ain't he ain't letting that go you know um i heard cub talking about this and this is true because i'm not sure the guy i know the guy on me didn't have no confidential informing paperwork prior to me because that's part of why i was able um to identify him not being a confidential informant at the time of the arrest, right? He turned informant then, so it was like a flip they did on him. But but just like Cub was saying, sometimes you don't have paperwork and you done gave some information. That is a real thing. You see what I'm saying? And so people got to understand that operating in that gray area over there is just a rough dealing. It's a big playbook you're dealing with over there in the street. You see what I'm saying? These dudes putting all kind of edits, man. This shit like Fortnite now. They putting all kind of edits on this shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Building. shit. Nah, oh, nah, I didn't sneak because he said this and he done this. And so when I said this X style because he said that and what I was just doing with response, It like it's too much. It's too much to keep up with. I'm really sick of it. If I'm being 100% honest, I'm really sick of hearing about it. I'm damn near about close to saying fuck all them. We standing on accountability and responsibility. But all this street shit, I really ain't trying to have those conversations because they done edited it. I was talking to my mama yesterday. This is how I really come up. And if anybody got a question about me, they can't know me. You don't know me if you saying anything about me that going contrary to what I'm saying. And I don't. you got to be a little louder because I can't hear you. You understand? And I'm really getting money, and I'm popping it, too. So whatever, let's get to it. But anyway, I was talking to my mama, right? I said, man, you remember when I was young? Y'all taught me not to tell. I'm like, man, I was afraid to tell since I was young. I, I was always understood that. That go against nigga. My mother put that in me. This something you can ask my mama. So it's like it's a different thing, bro. I come up like this. You see what I'm saying? Like I, I seen my first person shot that later died at 15. I walked in on on my people hit. Right? You gotta. I really grew up like so. I'm saying what what I'm saying is is this is the rules were clear when I was coming up. It was just you don't say nothing if you do. You went against the grain, and you putting it in danger, and it can it can start a real war because. We done saw murders happen that ain't nobody testified on. People we love done died, ain't nobody went to court. Whether the police figured it out and, and convicted, but ain't nobody went. What I'm saying is, and, and for us, it's like coming up like that, it teaches you accountability if you stand on it. The, the, the trick of it is you never know who will standing on it till they in it. Once you in it, then it's like, oh, shit. You know, and in my situation, I'm going to talk about it more when I get, you know, when I have some of these big interviews coming up. But it's like I was so afraid because I'm thinking, oh, they've been investigating me. They done busted me. And it was a, it was more of a they done flipped flip one of the people I was dealing with, like to where he just rolled. You see what I'm saying? And so, again, all these things are experiences, man, that I can't really explain to you if you never encountered them you know but this snitch word now nah, listen man going back and forth and these dudes were homeboys. these dudes were, were homeboys in my opinion you know you know you hear boosie say i'm the last one left i'm standing on that so i don't know how this is gonna end up and so it's another episode man the fastest the best podcast in the world come to patreon.com it's up there podcast for the vibes we got some real special announcements on the way and let me clarify something for y'all um. So for the people that's coming, I know they don't listen to the entire part. We got Maul from Joe Button podcast episode coming out. We got about 10 episodes that's about to drop. The reason why I haven't dropped them yet is because I'm about to close another deal. This deal is going to put us at the top of podcasting. I'm telling you this, right? And so I'm about to close another deal. Then we'll drop those shows. I will not drop those shows before the deal is closed that doesn't make sense part of the part of the leverage of the deal are the shows that I already have right I'm already established in the market so this is part of my negotiation right so I see a lot of people like I got maybe 2,000 more people came over on Patreon and it's like maybe 20 people that saying yo what an interview what an interview what an interview yo it's coming Right. And if you and if you come on there just for the interview and then you leave, I'm blocking you. I'm going to keep it gangster because you trying to cherry pick my content that I put my hard work in. You I don't want you to see it at that point. I don't even want your viewership. I don't want your money. I don't want nothing to do with you. You ain't my kind. Right. So if you ain't the dude that support me and figured out, oh, shit, this dude got all these interviews. I'm going on Patreon to support dude then don't even come now. But we also are going to put all of those interviews on this RSS feed where it's up there, podcast, is that we're going to merge the two for the next year while we take this deal and maximize it. And so um, I just hope y'all are proud and happy. Man, we're doing a lot. We got a lot of work to put in, man. We about to take over this game, have the best conversations in the world. I can promise y'all that. Y'all keep us at the highest level. Y'all make sure y'all tell everybody you know about the podcast and share it every week it come out. It's so important to the algorithm. Um, They got a shadow band in some places because of the things we talk about and the people that we may have mentioned and how we approach it, right? We're a real um wrench. We're a real monkey wrench in the programming. And so we appreciate everybody that's locked in. It's up there podcast biggest show in the world. Let's get
3: it. Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today.
6: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, Group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie downs. Order now at deck.com/iheart.
6: For free shipping, Debt, your truck, your rule. Debt.com forward slash iHeart.